Create, connect, communicate. Create, connect, communicate. I really don't like when I listen to my voice. <laughs> It's so crazy because I have so many friends that are very like great singers. When I try to do some backing vocals or, or just talking in the microphone, I'm just like, oh, shit, my voice is not good. <laughs> Thanks, God, I play saxophone. <laughs> I know. But that's so common, right? Like, the first time you hear your voice is so weird. It's crazy, right? Like, is that my voice? That's what yeah, it sounds yeah, like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, shoot. Uh, what, what is that? <laughs> exactly. But then, yeah, once you get used to it, it... Yeah, yeah. You need to learn how to use the microphone. That, that's true. It's so hard, man. 100%. It's so hard. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's a really big thing I realize mm. here that, you know, all my guests, I mean, vast majority of them just don't really know how to use it. They're yeah, no, don't, don't have it. experience. Of exactly. feel like, oh my God, there's a gun in front of me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Like, oh, I'm Brazil back shit. Oh, Brazil, shit. Brazil. Don't take my shoes, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> don't take my Nikes. Yeah, my yeah. uh, $37,000. Oh, uh, shit, the Dior. That's, that's the one today. That's the only white one I have. So oh, I just. Oh, I didn't see those. Okay. Oh, I'm going to take a photo of those. So shit. <laughs> I'm going to take a photo and have you sign oh, those. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Dior, sponsor me, please. No, yes. they already sponsored my boss. They just started shit. Hello, Dior. Yeah. We are talking yeah. to you. Please. If you need a sexy Brazilian jazz sponsor. Saxophone guy. Yes. I'm here. Yes, exactly. You will be strutting on the world stage with yeah, your shoes. Get on it now uh, before it's too late. Yeah. Otherwise. When it's cheap. Exactly. Exactly. Gucci is Gucci's talking to him. So come on. Oh, Prada's God. knocking on the door. Uh, that so, would be fun. Let's go. Let's go, people. <laughs> Uh, so fun oh, amazing all right so yeah basically we will uh just tell your story yeah go as deep as possible how This. i try i try to be yeah, exactly try going. to be as concise as how? possible how? don't worry i will lead the dance as well how? um yeah anyway just reminisce so all right Beautiful. Yeah, let's do it. You ready to do this, sir? Yes. I know sir. you are. You're always ready. <laughs> It's showtime, baby. Okay, here we go. Good afternoon, and welcome back to another episode of Firelight Chats, where we broadcast the most super, natural, and compelling voices and stories from our Space Lab studio here in Da'an, Taipei, Taiwan. In today's episode, we're heading down to the largest country in South America and Latin America the world's fifth largest country by area, the seventh most populous, and the only country of the Americas to have Portuguese as an official language. The beautiful, lindo country, of course, of Brazil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I myself have been to Rio de Janeiro many, many years ago while syncopating aboard a ship that circumnavigated the globe on saudade waves of Bossa Nova. A few years later, an embarrassing visa issue kept me at the very last minute from visiting some dear old students of mine and the wife's family's 150 hectare cattle farm out in the deep countryside. 
the husband's family's decadent chocolate farm up in Salvador, Bahia, and their main home or homes in the teeming cosmopolitan metropolis of Sao Paulo. Brazil is a country with a complex history, turbulent politics, deep divides between the haves and have-nots, and outside of the glitz and glamour of Jardins and Avenida Paulista, in the sprawling suburbs of Greater Sao Paulo, in certain forgotten neighborhoods, favelas and otherwise, anything goes. And our guest for today's episode was born and raised dead center in a tiny little alley in one of these tough and dangerous hoods. There you go. Hold it's on. just like you're just saying everything about my place, like Jardines, Follies to say. Oh, cool, man. You did your job. Exactly. You did your research, man. Yep. So cool. Thank you, man. Thank awesome. you. Hey, Salvador. Salvador, my older daughter, her mom is from Salvador. Oh, yeah, shit. I met okay. her there because I was playing the Carnival ah, ooh, Parade. I know. Right? Carnival yeah. in, uh, exactly. Carnival in Bahia's. So crazy. Yes. Two million people in the streets. Yeah. Fucking crazy. <laughs> okay, so... From a childhood on those hard knock streets to touring the world with the king of Mando Pop himself, Zhou Jielun, aka the legendary Jay Chow. His life has been an absolutely improbable and almost unbelievable one. Against all odds, and with the help of the saxophone and English, he managed to escape the vicious cycle that plagues so many born into similar situations and circumstances. But Aside from language skills and his deep passion for music, this roller coaster tale of emotions includes the church, his mother's undying faith, sudden life threatening ailments, falling into a coma, rotary club opportunities, passport miracles, magical kingdoms, hustling and learning, being discovered on YouTube, a fateful invitation and sponsorship to Taiwan. Holy saxophone factories, artist visas, adapting to a new culture, thriving in a new culture, making the best of every new opportunity, and being humble and thankful every step or smooth note along the way. Like with all good music and all good stories, you'll just have to hear it yourself to believe it. So with that, let us turn down the lights. Mocha and I, sitting here by the fireside, front row seats in another sold-out stadium of screaming imagination, ready and eager to freestyle chat, listen carefully, create, connect, communicate, and indulge in the salubrious, jazzy, saxy stories of our special guest for this latest episode of Firelight Chats, the one and only Giogo. Yo, yo, God yo, yo. is good. God is good all Pinero. the time. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's that people are saying that's my slogan now. Diogo God is good. <laughs> it's your middle name now, yeah, baby. It is, man, and I'm I'm proud of that. I'm very thankful for that. Yeah. Well, we are thankful for having you here. Thanks, man. My pleasure. It's really absolutely pleasure. And oh my God, such a beautiful introduction, brother. Seriously. Thank you, sir. <laughs> you got me chills. Hey, if your boss wants me to come join the tour, you know, <laughs> I can introduce him as well. Cool, man. Cool, cool. Super cool. Really. Oh, man. But you deserve it. As I Thanks, said, man. your Thanks. story is absolutely amazing. I don't think people realize how uh, yeah. how crazy this story not, is going to Not many people know, though. I, like I told you, it's like I did not have too many chances to share mostly of what we talked. Exactly. So, yeah, I hope people can get their faith and their will to achieve better after we talk here. If you didn't believe before, 
mm. you will be believing in this I man at so. least. I yes, hope so. I exactly. hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So let's talk about those roots, man. You grew up in São Paulo, São but pa not on Avenida Paulista, no, not, not in Jardins. At all, not at all. I was in the north area of the suburbs in São Paulo, where you grow up, use it to struggle, hard life, and all those bad things that we definitely don't want to have beside us when we are growing up. But yeah, I was there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What was the name of your neighborhood? Jardim Guarani is in the Vila Brasilândia area in Brazil. It's kind of, in some point, become known in Brazil because we had like this TV show with those girls that were supposed to be born in that area and they oh. were singers. And like this kind of story was a TV show, not okay. real actually, but it's like... Like a drama. Yeah, yeah, like a drama. So we're... Like people getting out of the people, hood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. people got to know the name of the place, not the real life there for sure, because yeah, TV don't, it's yeah, not going to yeah, show yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so... Guarani. I'm from the Jardim Guarani. Is Guarani, the, isn't that also the football team? There's a football yes, club. Yes, there is also a football club. And Guarani is also one kind of native tribe in Brazil. Yes, yeah, exactly. So Jardim Guarani is where I grew up. What was your childhood like growing up in this Man, area? I, yeah, like I told you, and I want to share with you guys, is it was not easy being surrounded by drugs and crime and violence around. That sounds kind of not really true what happens, but it's, it happens. This is the part that people don't see on Discovery Channel, right? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So yeah, we grow up with this, but I was blessed, really blessed to be born in a Christian family since I was born. I was in the church and my mom also the same. For me, the church, God was really what kept me away from going to the wrong path. So I saw many of my friends growing up together end up in jail or end up dead. Really? Yeah, yeah because not everybody have the same mindset, right? My mom was a superwoman, I mean, to raise me and my sister the way she did. And without, because she didn't have the opportunity to finish school. Very early, she got married with my father and had me. Even she was like really eager to have some instruction and school information. She couldn't because she was taking care of the house and this kind of things, right? Yeah. Uh, and mostly the church, like five years old, my uncle plays saxophone in the church and I was in the church like almost every weekend. So you grow up with that environment and saxophone for me, like since forever was like, I was always touching the other church members saxophone, like check there. And even they get a little angry with me because you know, they don't want you to break anything. <laughs> right, as a little kid too. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's playing around, it's not yeah, a toy. No, it's not a toy, yeah, it's definitely not a toy and it's not cheap as well. Yeah. So it's like, you in our neighborhood, nobody have like that kind of money to afford breaking up, right, <laughs> breaking the saxophone. Sax. Yeah. Yeah. And then by the age of six, because I was really interested in music, my mom sent me to the church to learn in the church because our church, they have this music class. It's a free music class, but like to teach the basics, right? Mm. How to read the notes and that's it. But I was too young. I started like five to six years old to start learning. I didn't read yet. Right, right, right. So I was really blessed. One of the instructors in the church, he was, uh, for me, he was like an angel because he had the patience and uh, the creativity to find a way to teach me even I don't know how to read. For every note of the scale, he would draw some kind of thing that will relate to that note. For example, in Brazil, sun, we call sol. Right. So for the note sol, 
Yeah. He would draw a sun. Oh. So I would know the name Soul, of the note. Right? Yeah. So I got the, the name sun. of the notes before I know how to read. I got by association with those images he draw for me. Oh wow. So you see the sun every yeah, time you're so, playing. Yeah, this yeah, note. yeah. So that's how I learned. Like I was too young to read, but I could relate with the notes by those drawings, right? Okay. Yeah. And that's it, man. That's how I started. And since my six years old, when I started to play in the church, saxophone has been with me right. ever since. Yeah. So at that time, you were basically just kind of borrowing anyone and everyone's saxophones. Not really. It's just like my thing's not easy. Only my father working. He was a security guy and taking care of the whole family and my mom. And my sister was just born, right? Like right after I started to play saxophone. So my first, my first saxophone, my father had to sell some of his own stuff. Oh, wow. To, to raise the money to buy my first saxophone. Yeah, so it was, yeah, my, my father, yeah, they're my, they're my heroes. I mean, wow. Yeah. Yeah, if they didn't do that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I if don't you know, hadn't don't know. discovered the saxophone at the age of six, how do you think your life would have played out? I would still have the church to kind of guide me a little bit for the right way, trying to avoid all the bad things. But I really don't believe I would be able to to escape from all the influences you get from friends and stuff, right? Because like with the saxophone, when I come back from school, instead of hang out with those guys, like planning to do some stupid stuff, yeah. I was just sitting on the street and playing saxophone the whole afternoon, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah, so so yeah, really, saxophone just like saved, saved life. my life for sure, for sure. Growing up where I grew up, saxophone was like the main reason I could go through it yeah right so you were never tempted to kind of pull on to these kind of street activities and things like this at any time in your childhood not really like because of my my mom's really guidance good guidance i always saw that as something like i don't want to my life and i had the saxophone and yeah so basically my interests were based on saxophone and the church Right, mm. So I didn't have too much like a curiosity to like, oh, what is it to smoke? Right. What is it to get drunk? Like I never get drunk in my life before. Like uh, not, before. actually, I, no, not never get drunk to lose my conscience, you know, like never. Right. Because growing up, you know, I had an uncle that he kind of drink a lot and was a trouble for the family. So these kind of things always like showed me like what not to do. This is what I don't want to be. I want to avoid those yeah, things. Yeah, so, and because of the saxophone, like, when I was learning six years old in 1993, around there, right? Don't have internet, don't have, it's like, still cassette. The CD was not even, like, right. was still coming, starting to have CD, but mostly the cassette audios. Yes. So, that was my interest. Like, I put Kenny G cassette, and after a while, the Kenny G CD, and I just keep playing along. That was my school. I never go to school. Okay. Music, right? So, my school was, like, playing along with Kenny G while I was... Yeah. Wow. So, that... Yeah, you know, you know, the saxophone community, a lot of people say a lot of bad things about Kenny G, that he's cheesy, that he's just playing for money, and... I just think he's smart. Mm. <laughs> he, he, he knows what he wants and he knows how to touch the audience. And that's music. That's hey, what man. music should do. I am not afraid to admit that I love Kenny G. Man, I grew up, I grew with, up Kenny with Kenny G. G as well. I grew up with Kenny G and that's why I play saxophone, basically. You know, I, I learned a lot from Kenny G that things that today help me, for example. In Taiwan nowadays, I play mostly like following singers, right? Even those weddings or corporate gigs. We always have a singer and... Back there in 1993-94, I was listening to Kenny G Duet's album, Ooh, right? Where I he see. plays with Babyface and all Ooh, these, baby face. you know, so nice. he, he played with all these singers. And from that, I learned how to play with, 
Mm. You know? How to accompany. how to accompany someone right. because saxophone is basically a solo instrument and most of the time some players they forget and they try to cross the singer all the time. Right. Right? Yeah. And, and I learned how not to do that with Kenny G. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. How did you find Kenny G though? Because of the church, I mean, I, oh. I play saxophone and the only saxophone that was like globally famous. That's true. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, he you talk whatever you want about Kenny G, but he's the only guy that make the saxophone pop globally. Yes. Like globally. Right, exactly. Right? You, you if you talk about influence in the world, yeah, of course you have the jazz masters like Coltrane and Charlie Parker, all these guys, but pop culture who made the saxophone saxophone was Kenny G. You mm. cannot, you cannot, yeah, it's just so that's why, yeah. And that's the the goal. Like, oh my God, I want to have I want to, my first dream about being on stage was, was because I saw like Kenny G performing in a smooth jazz show. With like, his long you know, hair. Yeah, man. That <laughs> is a crazy tank shirt. Like what? <laughs> exactly. You know, I saw him play at the Blue Note in oh, New York City. Front row, you know, because it's a pretty small venue, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. Front row right in front of him. And actually he knew I was coming because his son went to Colombia. So I knew his son. Oh, cool. Uh, so he looked down at us and I actually, I was with one of my Brazilian students at that really? time. Yeah. Oh, cool, and he man. was kind of just like serenading us, looking at us oh, and we're like, this is cool. crazy. Bro, I, I remember I have one opportunity only in my entire life. He went to Sao Paulo and I was like, no, 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 I have to go. Oh man. I, I have to, I, I buy back seats. Like I have to go, I go, I go. And, and bro, it was like, uh, yeah, I, I cried like, yeah, I cried. I was like, Shh, it's Kenny G shit. <laughs> so you were able to go to his concert. I go, I go once and only, but I was already like already working. So it's like not an easy, like, oh, let's just go Kenny G. You know, I was like, okay, what, Save what, some money. what, what I'm not going to do this time so I can go to this How show. How many like, meals can yeah. I have for this week <laughs> so, so I can go to kinda, Kenny G? Kind of, kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I just couldn't miss, man, because like, come on. Yeah, exactly. Come on, you cannot. This is like that's once in a lifetime, yeah, especially then, for you, man, because yeah, he influenced your whole life, brother. I wait like I wait after the show like one hour and a half in a small line because after the show he sells some CDs and stuff, right? But the price is absurd, right? Right, because right, right. He's selling there, right? Anyway, so I did. I could not buy, but the people who buy or who bring DVDs and stuff, they could go first to get his signature, right? Oh. And so I just keep waiting, like with my ticket in hands, and like for one hour and a half. Then I got the chance to actually go through the band and to him and and oh, like you shake did. Hands so you shook your hero's yeah, hand. Yeah, the first thing I say, bro, I play saxophone because of you. Yeah, while you're my, crying. Yeah, and no, no, I didn't cry, but I was like uh, hand shaking, shaking, like like yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then wow, I, wow, I, wow. I I still have the ticket there with the band signature. Oh, signature. really? Yeah, it's just like yeah. Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. So I mentioned in the intro, you know, because I've been to Rio de Janeiro, mm -hmm. and it's the home of samba, and then yeah, also yeah. bossa nova, which is also smooth, right? Yeah, super. smooth jazz. So. What about that? Did that have any influence on your childhood? It seems like, you know, Kenny G and kind of pop smooth jazz, mm -hmm. but what about the Brazilian kind of local smooth jazz scene or some of these greats like Zhao, you uh, know, Giverto or? Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately in Brazil, the media really doesn't consume this kind of music. That's interesting. Yeah, it's sad. 
<laughs> but it's, it's that, just that like was the, yeah, how it yeah. Was. yeah, because Brazil, you know, like one of the main problems besides the disparity on the, the, the wealthy and income in Brazil, the, one of the biggest problems is education, right? And how the government and the media that kind of work together gets money from the government. So the way they bomb the people's mind to make them get away from everything that can make them grow intellectually mm. you know what i mean mm -hmm. so that's one of the reasons that you go to young 20 years old people in brazil nowadays and you hey, do you know joan gilberto do you know vinicius de moraes and people that have no clue what you're oh, talking about oh that's sad it's really sad you're gonna like i mean gilberto and gets their yeah, album yeah, yeah, was yeah, the yeah. first no, one nobody knows in brazil if you're not if you're first not a musician album. if you're not a musician they will never know who was joan gilberto and, and I yeah. saw him as well in New York City, man. Yeah, those guys, they all left Brazil, like I say, man. Yeah. It's like they need to survive. It's sad, but that's what most of these great artists, even today, I mean, even today, like you don't have many concerts with Djavan, for example. Like, it's, it's right. Super. And those guys are monsters. Like, yeah, they, exactly. Like, They're legends. It's, it's beautiful. Like, whatever they compose is magical, but people don't understand the lyrics. Like, even in Portuguese, people cannot understand. For example, you get Djavan. His lyrics are deep, man. Yeah. And yeah. all full of meaning. And when the media is going to make some kind of review of it, they go, oh, it's a strange kind of, like, like what, oh. what, man? It's poetry. <laughs> it's poetry. But you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, so that's the battle. I mean, in Brazil, I think that's the biggest battle. And I don't know if this ever going to change. Unfortunately, sad to say that, but right. I, don't, I, don't, I don't see that changing because especially with internet and all this control that these guys, whoever has more money will control what's going on. So, right. And people don't really get up in Brazil learning how to build their own ideas on research and facts. They just like get the information from TV and that's the reality, you know? Right. Exactly. And those mm -hmm. TV stations are owned by these corporations yeah, anyways. It's like you, you cannot... Global. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly. so, so unfortunately, like growing up, I didn't really have that much access to Bossa Nova mm. and, and good music. Okay. So when did you actually kind of start performing? Was it basically all the way through church, right? Or did you actually start having gigs outside? Yeah, it took a little while because like growing up in the church and the church was kind of restricted with some kind of church rules. Like, oh, you should not play for the outside world. You play for Jesus, right? Mm. Which which is not, not bad. Like, because I was like a, a different kind of kid, you know, like, again, mm. like I, I grew up playing with Kenny G CDs. So my entire life, I was always dreaming about something that I knew that would never happen. Right. But, but the dream was there. Yes. And never go away. So I will always dream, even through growing up in the church. And because I started in the church very young, in my church world, I was kind of a little of the wonder kid, right? Like this little kid playing saxophone and because of listening and playing with Kenji, trying to copy his sound. So I had a good sound, right? Right. So when I played the church, it was something that people enjoyed. And being young, like when I go to the church rehearsals with many other musicians, the conductor would know me and ask me to kind of play alone for one or two courses, right? And that's actually, for me, like the start of my performance experience, okay. even though it was not like real performance, like paid performance, no. But in the church, I started to have the performance experience when I played by myself around all those musicians. I showed you the video, right? Yeah. yeah. Can you tell about that? Yeah. Because that church is a very special one, right? Yeah. Yeah. That church in Brazil, actually not just in Brazil, around the world, they have 
many, many, many temples, right? And the orchestra is one of the special things about our church. It's like, it's considered to be the biggest orchestra in the world if you consider all the churches and all the musicians that play in those, okay. those orchestras, right? But usually like each church, they will have around 30, 40 musicians playing every single service, right? Wow. Yeah. And like once each two months, there will be this kind of regional gathering of the musicians to practice and correct some stuff about the music shit that we all have. And yeah, those gatherings, like sometimes 2,000 musicians. I know. Yeah, That's man. the video you showed me. I was yeah. like, that is yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's like 2,000 musicians, everybody together. Again, like I knew a lot of the conductors because I grew up on yeah. the church and playing. And sometimes even in these big gatherings, like the conductor would know me and would ask me to stand up and play alone. Right? Oh, wow. So you have like a solo in front of yeah, like yeah, 2,000 yeah, yeah, people. Yeah, kind of, kind of. Yeah, That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, so that actually this also for me nowadays is something that help a lot because instead of being afraid of playing for like 60,000 people with JHL, right? Exactly. It's just like, what I feel is the, just the excitement to be there. It's like, I'm in church. Baby. I want, I want to. <laughs> Let's go. It's my time. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do it. Right. Yeah. Oh, so everything kind of built me for the dream. I thought I would never reach. Okay. So I also mentioned in the intro about the other thing that kind of saved you, which is English. Yes. Can you explain why? Yes, I can. Like again, my hero mama. <laughs> yep. Shout out to yeah, mama. My mom, even without the access to much information, and she was really, really eager to always improve her knowledge. And in her mind, knowledge was the power. Knowledge is power. And even and someone it, who wasn't able to go to yeah, even high school. It's and, incredible. I mean, my, yeah. my mom is really, really something else and without her i also would not ever be ready to anything that happened after right so while everybody in my teenage years were just like going to school and that's it my mom was no you have to do something else you need to learn english let's go and then she just like kind of shrunk like our expenses at home and find a way to pay for me to go to english school yeah it's yeah, so man, crazy that's, it doesn't make sense in the, it in doesn't, the hood. It in, doesn't. In Sao Paulo. It doesn't, man. With there's the kind no of opportunities, to, there's no need. Like, yeah. like, like people don't ever expect to do anything. To like, get out. Yeah. yeah. So why? Why are you going to why spend you money English? that you don't have like to put your son to learn English? But in my mom's head, it was like... She had a vision. He needs to be ready. Wow. You know? And she probably didn't even have such a concrete goal, right? No, 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 no. My mom just in her head was like... I think she could see something special. Uh. She could feel. And actually, the truth in my mind, I think for my mom was more like, I need to make my kids have the opportunities that I didn't have. So I want them to be able to have this. Wow. Because I, 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 unfortunately, I couldn't. So I want to do everything I can to make them have this opportunity. So I think that was her idea. Okay. Not really like expecting that something would yeah. lead to something. It was just like, I need to make them have this. It's just this I hope. Didn't. Yeah, yeah. This it's hope just, for the future, yes. for her children yeah, to yes. have a better life than she did. Yes. Yeah, it's through, through education, right? So I go and you learn English in those schools in Brazil, but you don't really learn. You go, you have the book and the class, the teacher will read the book and do the exercise, but finish the class, everybody back to Portuguese, right? right Nobody really talk English. Yeah. Right. But yeah, anyway, that was something that I could put in my resume right now, yes. right? So after that, like, okay, now I have English. Even though I don't speak perfectly, I have a little notion of English. Okay. Right? And then 
that's where Rotary Club coming into, yeah. into, into playing my life, right? Because again, the area I live is very simple area, hard place area to live. And, mm. and Rotary Club, one of the things they do, they have some social projects in the neighborhoods that they act. And one of these projects near my house was like this professional training for teenagers. Okay. Like they prepare, they give some classes and prepare the teenagers to work. Yeah, to career get training, to get, job yeah, training. To get the first work, like mostly as like... Uh, Low-level jobs, yeah. like a painter. Yeah, or... no, 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 no. Like the guy who gives the mail, mail kid oh. on the offices, like to work in office work. Okay, but like, like the, an assistant. Yeah, at the assistants office. like this kind of thing. But then you learn how to do some computer stuff, and the following part of this program that Rotary Club has is like after you finish the club, based on your grades on this course, they will lead you to some companies that work with them. Okay. Yes. And I was like again blessed more than blessed that one of these companies working with Rotary was a Rotary Club company that is responsible for the foreign exchange students program okay. in Sao Paulo. Ooh. And the reason I was selected to be interviewed was exactly the fact that I had the English there. Right, and no one else did. So. And no one else did. Yeah, exactly. And then when I go to the interview, oh, I see you have English. So that's exactly what we need here because we work with all these kids coming from everywhere and they don't speak portuguese need to talk in english blah blah blah. okay yeah and that was my first job and you know how much i make it monthly because it's not a salary it was just like a little stipend yeah a little help right so my salary was like i think 1800 ntd ntd so this is not even us dollars a month a month a month. And of course, they pay the transportation and also like they give the money for you to eat a meal during this period you're working, right? But it's like payment. Was, it's nothing. It's nothing. It's, it's just nothing. It's just for you to have the experience, right? But thanks God, like my first job become like my seven years job. I stay there for seven years and from the guy who just go to the bank and stuff, I become responsible for the office. So it's not a big office, like three people, right? Because it was an old lady working there for like 25 years already. Uh. And for a period, she just left. And because one thing that also I learned with my mom and also made all the difference, and still make the difference to me is she taught me that we should not only do what we are paid to do. Oh, okay. You know, it's like, if you can do more, do it, do it. Nice. Doesn't Go cost, above does, and beyond. doesn't cost you nothing, exactly. but can give you everything. Right. Right. You know what I mean? That's wisdom right there. Yes. Yeah. It, again, you see how blessed I am. I have a mother that didn't go to school, but she had all this she wisdom. She has this wisdom. Man. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I got all of this from her, right? So in, in Rotary Club, there was always like this. I was the guy just supposed to get the envelopes and... Yeah, just deliver the yeah, mail. <laughs> and then go pay the bills in the bank, like... Right, run errands. Yeah. But in the moment I was a step back to the office without anything to do, I was checking the other guy what he's doing, learning how to do, learning how to fill the application forms uh, and learning everything. And like right? helping out wherever they needed with it. With everything. Yeah. Right? Because of Rotary, I was really curious with computers. So I know how to format Word and Excel very, mm. very, very good. Right? So right. I started to do all this stuff. Learning that was, all these skills. Yeah. And, and just applying, showing them like, oh, I'm here and I know I can do this. So when the moment, again, mm -hmm. when the moment comes, you are always ready. Yes, right? You don't exactly. expect the moment. Because growing up, like I grew up, it's just like the opportunity will come once, bro. Exactly. 
you have if to seize that opportunity. Come, if the opportunity comes, it will be once. Yeah, when that door knocks, you better be there to open it. If you're not, it's never going to happen They're again. They're not coming back. It's not going to happen again. Yeah. Right? right. So I thank God because somehow I was always like ready for ready, those opportunities. Ready when the, those opportunities came. Yeah. Man. So what was this office like? You said basically you were in charge of international it, people coming yes, to yes, Brazil. Yes, yes. Because Rotary Club, they are all Everywhere. over the world. Taiwan so, is so, a huge yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So this exchange program is like they have those base in every country like and branch. big cities yeah. and stuff. And each area have a district and each district controls like that area, right? With many, many neighborhoods. And I was in the main Sao Paulo Okay, so you were in the yeah, city, Yeah, we actually. are in the Sao Paulo city, like a very, very rich area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We right. are the center of the exchange program in Sao Paulo. Okay. So, but actually the office was like three people can run everything. Sure, because sure. we just need to deal with the papers and emails and call and basically this, right? But we were responsible to manage everything about those kids. They would come to Brazil. We are responsible to know where they are, with which family they are, what time they are going to change family. I see. So all this information we need to manage. Right. Right? And also from the Brazilian kids going abroad. So it's a lot of information. Three people, in the end it was like two people, me and, and one more, because like I told you, the old lady, like 25 just. years working there, she was just like, delegating okay <laughs> she I would see. say like i did i did but it's like was all but all, all you guys all, yeah doing all the work. you guys did yeah right right <laughs> so but anyway yeah so it was but still like it was sometimes was really pressured because it's really like it's somebody's life somehow yeah. because it's mostly rich people so you don't want to yeah you <laughs> can't mess up <laughs> Exactly. You don't want to mess up with these guys because they will make your life miserable. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Some of them were really nice. I mean, but yeah, because the way I am as a person, like I'm, I'm really like this to talk to everyone. I get along well with mm. people. Mm -hmm. Right. And I also got along with a lot of rich people there because of this job. Right. right. I deal with them like weekly. Right. So kind of they got a little care about me yeah. because I was like 17, 18 Right, you're right? a kid. I just got out the, the, got out of the hood. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> right. And so that's how an opportunity came, actually, right? Yeah. Related to this. Yeah, the man. door knocked. Then, yeah, the door knocked, but that door knocked is just like God say that door is for you and you only. <laughs> and only you. Yeah, because I was like, after one weekend, there was the board meeting with the president and responsibles for the program. All Rotarians, right? The guys from Rotary. And... This was Sunday, the meeting. And Monday morning, I was there already. And then this girl that worked with me, she went to the meeting to do all the writing of the main points they talked in this meeting. And she opened the door, like she said, the first thing was like, Diogo, good morning. I have something to tell you. Yesterday at the meeting, Paulo, responsible for United States, he just said there is an opportunity for a boy that plays saxophone to go to United States for a one-month exchange program. Oh, no way. It's just like, did they say my name? Because it's kind of... <laughs> yeah. Exactly. We're yeah, looking for a boy named Giogo, yeah, we, basically. It's like, they need a boy that plays saxophone. <laughs> right. What, what, come on. Kenny G style. Yeah. So, so, so uh, what? And then the moment she said that, I was like, seriously? And she said, yes, seriously. Just yesterday, they talked about this. And then I immediately got the phone and called the guy. 
Right. But by the time I was already 20 years old, right? So I was over the, 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 over the, age, the limit. age limit for the exchange program. So that you is should like 18. So I should definitely. You're should not qualified. Not right. qualified. And, and Overqualified. And I was already married also. Okay. By the time. The church. Because in the church, we got <laughs> yes. married very early, right? Exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I call him anyway. I call him and say, Paolo, is that true? Like, Chris just told me that you guys got this call from the United States. And I said, no, 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 yeah, 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 that's true. But, and I said, like, can I apply? Right. But it's just like that, can I apply? That It's like, it's so foolish because even everything working, I still would not have the financial situation to go to right. a trip like that. Even Come if on. they chose you, you even couldn't afford it. Even if they say, it. okay, yeah. But anyway, I, I was always like, again, just try. Exactly, just go. My mom There's also, an opportunity. My mom also told me, like, whatever it is, one answer you already have, No. So the worst can happen is you get a yes. Wow. Right? Wisdom from the mama again. Again. Yeah. Right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. why not? I call and then talk to him and he say, yeah, Diogo, let me see because, you know, you were already over the age. But let me call the guy there and I call you back. Okay. Right? And then like 10 minutes later, he just say, hey, Diogo, he says, okay, prepare your application and I you will send try. to them. Yeah. Okay. Right. And then like I prepared the application, but very ashamed because, you know, the application, you have to fill a lot of questions and then you need to put the pictures. Right. Like your family, your house, your activities, what you like to do, right? This kind of stuff. Interesting. Yeah. It's and, very and, Rotary and, and, Club. Yeah. And I'm used to see all those big mansions. These rich, yeah, these rich kids. Right? Those rich kids all like those very beautiful mansions, man. Exactly. I want to go to Brazil and, and open my mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I was like, man, I, how, how, how am I going to put a picture of my house in this place? In bro? the alley. Right? But wow. Like, but you did. So, yeah, of course I did. And then just like, let it go. And then they sent the application to the guy there and the guy said, yeah, send him. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was the first like, what moment in my life? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. What am I doing? Yeah. And then it's like the quest. Yeah. The quest for the exchange program started, man. So they basically said, okay. You come, you come, it's good. Because the main point of this exchange was this kid would stay one week in those summer camps in the United States, right? They okay. have the summer camps for different stuff. And one of these summer camps was in the university in Florida, Orlando, Florida. And it's a camp for saxophone players. So that's why they... They need someone who yeah. plays the sax. Yes. Okay. To be part of this program. Right, right, yeah. right. But then that's the start of the quest, just the beginning, because after getting accepted, all the other struggles that come with that just start piling oof. up. Yeah, because come on, I was growing up in Jardim Guadalupe, never imagined ever, like ever I, would, I would get out of Getting Brazil. out of Sao Paulo. So yeah. yeah, Sao Paulo, like I don't have a passport. I never, I have nothing. Like I know all these things because I'm working with the Rotary Club. So I know about the visa. I know all the information I know. Right. But I have nothing because yes. I never expected. And you know what's crazy? Because this old lady, right, that worked with me. Yeah, the dictator. I mean, yeah, the yeah, delegator. Yeah, yeah, kind of the delegator. <laughs> yeah. I remember. It's because, you know, God is fair, man. God is good. God is good. Because I remember once we were working, dealing with the papers, and we have these four opportunities for kids to go to Turkey. Okay. Right? And we could not find anyone interested to go to Turkey. Oh, okay. Right? Interesting. Yeah. And then I kind of just mentioned to her like uh oh i wish i could go oh right right, right, right. i wish i could go for this nobody want to go yeah, i wish why i does could go. And, go and then she just talked to me like i will never forget she just like jogo come back to your world oh really 
get back in your place, basically. Come, come back to your world. Yeah, you just work here. Stop and, and, and then I was like, you know, oh, that, that hurts. That, that hurts, that right? Because hard. you feel like crap. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, sorry for the word, but oh, it's just 100%. like just, that's how you feel. I mean, oh wow, I never forget that, bro. Dude, I kept yeah, it in my head, right? For sure. And then when I got accepted for the United States, right? Still, I was totally like worried about what I'm going to do. How, how am I going to get the money for the tickets? How am I going to get money to stay there one month? And how am I going to get my passport and the visa? It was like not too long after the 9-11. So right. the United States visa situation was like a nightmare. Yes, definitely. Right. And I had like a little more than one month to deal with all this, <laughs> to get a passport, to get a visa, to get an air ticket and all this without money. Right. Oh my God. Because <sighs> I just have enough to leave. Yeah. Yeah, so there the quest started, right? So I just, first thing I started to check was like, we need to check about this visa thing. Okay, Because Step it's one. the worst one. Visa. The biggest. Biggest obstacle. Yeah. So I go and I talk to the agents that work with Rotary Club with us, like, and they say, oh, you need to do the pre-interview schedule on the website. They will give you a date and then you go and you prepare everything. And then I go to the website and I start to fill the, the, the form. form and they need the passport number. For you to, of course. to 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 apply for to the pre-interview, apply for the pre-interview, you need a passport number, but I don't have passport. Yes, it's so a I just yeah, so I just like okay, here we go. Oh, where do I start? <laughs> here we go. So I call again the lady, and she said, no, 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 no. For the form there, you just put whatever number. Okay, don't need to be real passport. Number. Right, just you put can a figure number that out later, and send the papers. Right, okay, <laughs> schedule. And the interview time was supposed to be like one week after I come back. <laughs> one week after, after the end of this end trip. End of the trip. Right. Yeah. And a little too late. Was a, yeah, a little too late. <laughs> it was expected, but it was like, yeah, how... Yeah, and it's United States, man. It's United exactly. States. It's not something you're going to learn. Let's drink a coffee. Let's do it. Right. No, right? this is really male bamfa. Doesn't happen. Yeah. That doesn't happen. <laughs> unless... 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 God takes control, right? All right. And that's exactly what happened because I had two options after that, right? Once pay some agents right. to stay online 24-7, check for some- Any opening. Any opening. Just slide to, in there. To slide me there. That was not an option for me. You Everything- could, You couldn't with, pay with a person. Pay <laughs> in the beginning would not be an option for me. Right. Right. So I just like, again, the no I already have situation, you know, my mom, the no I already have situation. Exactly. I go and I myself just wrote an email to the consulate and say, hello, this is Tiog. I work for the Hotary program. And I got this opportunity that I would never imagine I would have. Once in a lifetime yeah, opportunity. And, and here's my problem. I need to be there June but my interview is for July 28, 26 or something like that, right? Can you guys please help me to know if there is any way I can manage to do the interview on time? Right. Basically begging them. Yeah. Send. Send. And, and just like, yeah, whatever. Like right. Two days, they give you two days to answer, right? Next day, Mr. Tiogo, we are glad to tell you that we have an opening for you like next week. No way. So, Bro. <laughs> Next week. And I was like, no, that, 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 this doesn't happen, right? And and the old lady. Okay, yeah. She just, just seeing all this happening. Oh. Quiet, right? Of Quiet. course. 
sitting but on her she, throne. She's seeing all this shit is happening, right? And then, okay, good. I have my interview. So now I need my passport. <laughs> oh, wow. So let's go to the federal police. But what is the deal? The federal police will so have to deal with a crazy government. Here. Yeah, but then you go to Brazilian reality, right? Public service in Brazil. And there's a strike too. Strike. The federal People police. Are protesting. Federal police closed doors for like two weeks straight. No way. And then there I am, like, okay, I need my passport. Let's see what happens. <laughs> and then I go like early in the morning, go to the federal police station, and then I'm there in that huge line with my papers. Oh, before that, actually, we forgot about the air ticket situation, right? <laughs> yeah, so I'm there in the Hotary Club there, sitting, working, and then this guy called me. He's responsible for the Europe exchange. Super rich guy, a super nice guy. Kind of crazy, but super nice. Mm. Like, <laughs> and, and then he just called me to talk about some things we need to do about the exchange there. And after we finished talking about work, he just, oh, Jogo, Jogo, you, I heard you go to the United States, right? Well, I got accepted. But I don't know yet how I go because, yeah, I still need to manage to get a ticket, right? And I said, no, 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 okay. Lunchtime, you go to the tourism agents that works with Rotary, right? You go there. When you get there, you call me. Then I go, right? I know he's rich, right? So, like, but I, I don't know he's, like, that kind, man. Come on. Right, right, so right. So I just, I just go and, and I call him from the agent's side. I talk to the girl, call him, and he say, hey, Joe, go give, give the phone to To, to the go. agent. Yeah. And I give the phone to the agent and they talk, uh-huh, uh-huh, okay, uh, Orlando, right? Orlando, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come back from where? Oh, Miami, okay. okay. So you're just watching yeah, this, I'm like, just, what's I'm going on? Yeah, I'm just sitting there like, no, no, that's not going to happen. Come on, no, no, <laughs> no, no. And then it's just, uh-huh, uh-huh, okay. Oh, didn't work, Mr. Victor. It's just like, yeah, didn't work. I said, no, 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 it's okay, okay. Give you the phone to Diogo. And she gave me the phone and said, oh, Diogo, I tried to use my miles, but yeah, something happened. But don't worry, don't worry. You just wait there. Wait there. I'm going to give her my credit card and you just wait. And then, okay, now no, it's okay, Mr. Victor. Okay, okay, good. So just give him this. And then just, from my lunch, I come back with the tickets. No <laughs> way. Yeah, I just come back from lunch like the tickets. With these tickets to Orlando, Florida. Yeah. My, it's your ticket to freedom. Like, I was like, man, it's happening, right? So you got sponsored. Yeah. So, That's amazing. so I, after that, there am I in the line of the federal police with the air ticket. You with have the, your air ticket. With you the, have an appointment. With the appointment for the, but the they are in a strike. But they're in a strike and you need your passport. Yeah. And I need a passport in like two weeks. Right. <laughs> so there I am waiting and nine o'clock is the time to start. And then I just see one by one, one by one, pa, talk to the security guy, go home, talk. Talk, go. So everyone in front of you get, is getting rejected. Every single person going, going. Just going, leaving, going, like going, crying going. or sad. Yeah, no, just like, like because those Mabon rich Fa. people just going to renew passport or some kind of, right. not really like, but right. not me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This <laughs> is like I mean, a one in a lifetime situation, right? <laughs> so here am I in the line and then I'm getting closer and getting closer and getting closer. And then this massive guy in the door of the police station, good morning. Bom dia. Yeah, bom dia. Yeah. Pois não. And I say, uh, yeah, I need to apply for my passport. And before I even started, like, this, uh, yeah, the clothes is not working. Cannot do it. And I say, no, 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 no. I know. Sorry, sorry. I'm really sorry to bother you, but I know. But it's just, let me tell you here. I have this trip and the appointment to the United States. 
consulate. I really need the passport. If if I don't, this is I cannot go, and this for me is the only chance I will go. And then he just like, okay, he opened the gate, and I go inside, and like, I, I look, I just look behind, and like nobody behind me, just me walking into the federal police building. Crazy. Yeah, and then I get the elevator, I go inside there. They are all working, right? They are just not working for the people, <laughs> but they are still there. Yeah, right. Because they need to be there. Sure. And then I just got there, and then like, okay, you see it, picture, pa, fingerprints, pa, 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 address. You have give them the address right and then after that like okay you want to pick up or you want us to send you by mail <laughs> i come here to pick up for sure yeah exactly <laughs> right? and i said okay so yeah you just wait we are going to send you an email when it's ready you come and pick up no way right man and then the first thing i did after because i was going late for work because of this right, right. so after I, i left the federal police i called the old lady the old lady hey <laughs> I'm sorry I'm late. No, 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 no. She knew, right? Oh, Because okay, the okay. day before I say I was going, I was like, I just, oh, I just left and I got it. I got my passport. I'm coming yeah, back. I got it. I told her like, I got it. And then because I think it was too much for her. So she died on the phone. And no, and <laughs> I don't know. She wanted to maybe, but she just told me like an expression <laughs> that we say in Brazil, like, oh, what the hell? You were born turned to the moon. Like this is an expression in Brazil when- Born when turned to the moon. Turned to the moon. Like with your ass turned to the moon like this. How do you say it in Portuguese? Você nasceu com a bunda virada para a lua. Okay. It's complicated. Okay. Você nasceu com a bunda virada para a lua. Não é possível. She said, like, it's not huh. possible. Just, like, it's not possible. For her, I think was the last, like, like, how? Impossible. I didn't answer because it's like, it's not in my nature to kind of throw in the face of the person. But in my head, I was like, remember Turkey's situation, right? Yeah, of course. And then I told her, no, it's not lucky. It's God. It's God. And then But you didn't say that. I said to her, oh, okay, I said, okay. it's not lucky. It's God. And then she said, yeah, but I also believe in God and I don't have this. Yes. It's like, well, maybe I'm fine. It's just, you know, you talk to God yourself. <laughs> That's funny. So, yeah. And then I come back. She was like. Right. Right. And, Dead. and then, Yeah. And yeah. Desk. She was like, like. Yeah. Because Angry. she. No, because she worked there for 25 years, bro. And she tried She tried really hard to make her daughter get this kind of opportunity. Oh, wow. And nobody ever did anything. That's interesting. So she had to see that happen to this kid from the suburbs. Yes, exactly. Right? Yeah, man. And then and still, like, after that, I still like, okay, so now I need money, right? Because how, how am I going to spend, like... Because I'm going to stay in a family house there, but I'm just somebody coming from their house. It's not like they're going to pay for everything. I need to have money. Right, right. right. So how how do I buy dollars? And dollar in Brazil is expensive, right? And yes. It was already before. Not like now, but still was expensive. Right? Yes. Yeah. And then again, God strikes. God strikes again, like chapter 25. <laughs> so I was there like preparing. Now everything settled already right the, right the ticket the visa the passport everything beautifully and then the boss come to the office for like usually he comes to talk to see everything he just ah, Jogo, you're going on vacation everything's yeah everything right and he say okay so he called the old lady right maria Elena, please uh when you do the you're doing the checks for me to sign right because he needs to sign all the okay. checks to pay everything right sure so do one more check and Let's give him 500 US dollars as a bonification because we really like him and the way he works for us. 
make the check, I sign now, and you just, after you check, how do you do with the accountant, how to- Right, to take care it. of it. Yeah. <laughs> so he wrote a check out to you on behalf of Rotary, Yeah. basically to sponsor you, because that's a very yeah, common like, thing at Rotary. Like, like that's our gift to you, because we really appreciate your work with us. Right. Go. And she had to sign that check. Yeah. Not just that. And then after that, I go to the Rotary Club because I was involved with Rotary. So I founded a Rotaract Club. It's like a Rotary Club, but for young youngsters, like okay. teenagers and stuff. Yep. So that night I go to that club because I had to say like, oh, I'm going. So get the Rotary flags to exchange with the United States yes. and stuff, right? Okay. All this process that is normal there. And then the president of the club also after the meeting is over, she come to me and say, Diogo, she's Japanese. She, Diogo is a tradition of our culture. Every time a friend of ours go, we like to give some gift. So here's a gift for you. And they gave me an envelope. An envelope. Right? And then... I opened the envelope, but was not expecting that it was already dollars, already US dollars. Okay. So another 500. And it's 500 US dollars. US. This is not US. like AI. Mm -mm. Yeah. This is not mm -mm -mm. Brazilian. Uncle Sun stuff, bro. Uncle Sam. Yeah. Himself. Yes. Yes. And then, He's all man, presidents. And then, then I go. I go. With a thousand US dollars cash. Cash in my pocket. Not a thousand NTD. No, 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 it's no. It's a little no. bit different. US. <laughs> And that time was worth more than now. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you know, look at what's, man, that's so crazy, bro. <laughs> because, you know, they gave me a thousand US and I'm just like totally inexperienced. Like I, I never traveled, man. Like, so. This is your we, first time on a plane. First time on a plane ever, like nine hours flight to Atlanta and then connection to Orlando. Right. Then I arrived there. I go to this family and this family, I was also blessed family. Just take me as a son, man, and, and right. treat me super well. The mom, she loved me, like, and, and everything they could do, they did. They bring me to Disneyland three times in one month. One time for each, like, Magic Kingdom one day, Epcot Center the other day, and Universal Studios the other day. Like, right. You got to see all of them. I got to see all of them. And the first one was the Magic Kingdom, man. And then, like, like a child, right? Just seeing all this stuff, like, Jesus, man, look at this. Like, what the are you? What? What? How is that possible? What? And then in the end, like, okay, let's go to the castle to see the fireworks, right? That guy from Jardim Guarani is there in front of the castle and the light, the fireworks start and just like, you cannot help, man. This, you cannot help. So you were crying. I was just like a baby crying, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> like a soundtrack to the fireworks. Yeah. And, and you know about, there is this kind of thing. It's just like this, like being grateful, I think is one of the, biggest and most effective way to make people be glad to be doing something for you. Mm, mm -hmm. Because, for sure. because I, wa I was really like a little kid, like 20 years old, but I was like a little kid, you know, doing everything and enjoy every single small stuff with that Everything family. you loved, everything and, you and, appreciated. And then, and then when I'm crying, then the end of the day, for them, it's just like normal, right? They have the year long past. They right, they have a seasonal pass. They, yeah, they can go whenever they want. But for me, they saw it me. And how, how much how joy. Much I for them was a moment that also for them, like, because you see the kids also, right? Because they have two kids. Of so, course. Like the kids are used to this, so they don't really like. They don't appreciate yeah. it anymore. Yeah. And then they look at me and see like, like oh, this is wow, something my kids. This, kid's life. this is something my kids need to learn. Right, 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 right. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So in the end, man, and they have this two kids. One was younger a little bit than me and small one and the small one was a menace man 
Really? Really, man. In the beginning, I was like, man, if this guy is my brother, I would punch him every day. <laughs> every day. <laughs> yeah, because he was really like... A nightmare. A nightmare. By the end, he was different. Oh, that's and interesting. And he was super close to me and he was hugging me when I was going home, like crying. Don't go. I don't want you to go. Oh, wow. Brother. He was just like too spoiled. He was. And that really and helps, that, right? Yeah, Bringing man, someone I mean, from like, another country. It's and especially so like, like me. Because yeah. usually another, another spoiled rich kid. Another family. Yeah, exactly. But in this situation, it was not. It was me and my saxophone. That's crazy. Yeah, man. And then that's it. And then the I Magic can, Kingdom on yeah. the happiest place on earth. Yeah, man, it is. And then after Epcot Center and Universal and yeah. And then after one month, I came back. My mom, she was like crying desperately. Like uh, I still talk to her, but she was like, uh, we love you. We love you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. And I still, yeah, and like I said, we still keep in touch. And actually December 22, I go to Singapore, the first show I go with Jay Chow. Yes. And by some coincidence of destiny, my older brother, American older brother. Oh, yes. Okay. From he, that homestay. He, he was also there because he was traveling with his wife through Asia and he works for US government. So he was traveling with his wife and she was pregnant. In Singapore, the kid just born prematurely. So he had to stay in Singapore for like three months. Oh, wow. Okay. And coincidentally, I was there. And then I, I met with him. Oh my god. After like all these years, man, like 20 years. Almost <sighs> almost 20 right, years. Right, right, right. And we met and we talked like for two hours in the coffee shop. And I talked to him and he talked to me about his life. I talked to him how my life changed. And he was like, Bro, I'm so, so happy to see. <laughs> you know, for him, it was like also like, bro, I know. I knew you when right now you are here playing the stadium. Yeah, you're on top of the world right now. Yeah, and he was like, oh, my wife knows him, but I didn't know. So I go check on the internet, bro. He's like, whoa, he's he a real like, deal. He's bro, a king of Mando, bro. Bro, this, this guy is like, This guy's legit. Yes, yeah, yeah, bro. Look at, <laughs> look at my hotel, bro, because he came to my hotel, right? Right, exactly. Like, look where I am, bro. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that is so insane. It is, right? <laughs> Yeah, man, that's all God's work, man, because I'm nothing. I'm really, I'm just a blessed guy, happy and grateful everywhere I am. I just like that. All I can say, like the God is good is not just saying. It's not just saying. People started to kind of copy me or kind of a little have some fun. Also start to post like God is good when they are working with me or when they see me. Hey, God is good. Right, right. For me, I know they are kind of having some fun. But for me, it's like, yeah, he's good. And you are saying doesn't matter if it's making fun or not. You are helping me to glorify God's name. I don't care you are making fun. I'm not. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And I, I really mean every single time. Every single time because God is good, bro. Man, I think there's another important story that I mentioned also in the intro that will help to give deeper context mm. to this meaning for mm. you right yeah. which is i kind of mentioned it but it's at 11 years old something also happened to you yeah. which i think is a extremely pivotal moment in your life and also will help to understand why you have such a deep passion and appreciation for life and all of these opportunities right yeah by the age of 11 years old i was really like this electric kid right always running, always playing, always playing saxophone in the church. Everybody knows because I'm very communicative with everyone. So like, I know a lot of people, right? And then 
I had some like little hurt in my elbow. Okay, a little injury. Yeah, a little, little cut. Yeah, a little like cut or something like that. And then I was at the school court playing soccer with my friends, and I fall down while playing soccer, and I just kind of scratch this your this, elbow. This, yeah, this your left elbow on, on the floor, right? And of course, you can expect it's not a clean floor, right? So, yes. but anyway, so oh, bleeding a lot, blah blah blah. But soccer, yeah, soccer, go it's soccer. On. We just it's keep common. going. We yeah. just keep playing, but. Night time, I go back home. My mom saw make some bandage and stuff clean, right? And just like it started to took a little longer to to heal to heal, right? But still, like just keep the bandage. But suddenly one night after my cousin birthday party, I come back home. I was like burning in uh. fever, burning in fever. My mom put me under cold water. Like nothing helps, right? And the next morning we go to the hospital. She bring me to check what's going on. And the doctor say, oh, yeah, it's better to keep him in observation like for three days at least in the hospital. And we check what's going on because right now it's a little weird. It's not looking good. Yeah, it's not. It's, she didn't say, but she's just like, yeah, we should keep him in observation, right? And I was like, come on, I'm a very energetic yeah, I'm child. I was like, I don't want to go to the hospital. And then my mom, no, 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 son. Just listen goal, to the she said it's like three days tops, maybe it's even less, it will be good. Let's go. And then I go. First night, still like fever, fever, fever. Second night, I'm inside the elevator. I just remember that. I'm inside the elevator. And then after we left the elevator, I just don't remember anymore. You passed out. No, I just don't remember anything. Wow. And like 30 days in the intensive unit. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, 30 days. And inside these 30 days, everything like that could possibly happen to make my situation bad just happened. So what happened with me was, actually the doctors still don't know, but they uh. think what happened, it was this bacteria, septicemia. Uh, septicemia, yeah. 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 yeah, this bacteria came through that hurt I have. Right. Through my veins. Into your bloodstream. bloodstream. Bacteria and, and infection. This, and this bacterial infection, it just go all over your body and... Poof. Just shuts down your immune system. Shut down everything. So all at once, my lungs stop, my heart stop, my legs stop, oh, everything, no everything, everything from nothing, like boom. And then just I have that tube to help me to breathe. Breathe. Uh, I had water inside my lungs, my blood, my veins were not pumping enough blood anymore. So they have so to. So I had you. to do like put a tube inside my arm until straight to my heart. Oh my goodness. To give me the medicines I needed, right? Right. But all these things I didn't see. Yeah, you were out. I, you I'm, were I'm dead, totally basically. Out. I, I, I was. I was dead. The doctor said to my mom, like, do you have another kid? And my mom said, yeah, I have another uh, daughter. And it's all oh, good, good. Oh, like, yeah. no way. Yeah. The doctor said, he's not coming back. Call friends. Call your relatives. Family, ask everybody to come and say bye. Yeah. And so- Little before, right? This is my mom telling me after because coma, right? Right. So my mom telling me after like in the first two weeks that I was in coma, everybody was like destroyed, right? Like yeah. Because I was like such a, a energetic kid, never, didn't even get sick before that. Not even flu, nothing. Wow. Okay. I was really like- Very healthy kid. Yeah. 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 And then, right. So when this happened, like the whole, the whole neighborhood, the whole church community, the whole, everybody that knew me was like destroyed. Right. My mom, my, my father, my grandmother, she was alive by that time. They were like destroyed. Right. And my mom also like, but they still there with me because, right. So some 
other person from the church that my mom didn't even know before came to her and, and invited her to go to the church, right? Let's go to the church. Let's see what God what God's going to tell us about this situation, right? Because that's our faith. We believe in that. So my mom go to the church, and during the service, the church, there is the time that the pastor is giving the speech, right? And it's when God used him to give a message. Mm. It's a full church. But the message was like this. If God is on it, there's nothing that can stop God to operating his will. So your son will be the one to pray for you in your illness. Oh, And she just like, that just strike her directly. Right. So she get out of the church a different person because she was destroyed, right? It's her son there dying. Yeah. She get out of the church, go back home like, my son is going to leave. And I was in coma, bro, and no no coming back. Right, no hope. Everything stopped. No coming back. But my, my mom was like, my son is going to leave. And then doctor Oh, you have another kid, all this situation. Right, oh, right, call, right. Every, call everybody to see, right? Everybody's there to say goodbye. And from nothing, from nothing, I just opened my eyes and I see this lady that is a very good friend of my family and her son was my best friend in the church. And I opened my eyes, I just see her and I talk to her like, oh, Maria, where's Paulo? He came, is he here? No, no, Paulo is at home. <laughs> you know, that, that really crying face like, no, no, Paul is at home. And, oh, okay. So you're like a ghost. You just suddenly wake up from I, your coma. From, from nothing. I wake up, talk to her, and <laughs> poof, blackout again. I didn't see anybody else. I just see this lady. I talk to her, ask about my friend, poof, back to coma. Back to the other side. Back to back the to, dead back side. Back to nothing, yeah. And then my mom said after that, because I didn't see it, my mom said the doctor was just beside me. Oh, okay. And the doctor after this just asked the lady, like, what, what? What did he just say? Is it makes any sense? Yeah. What he say? And then she said, yeah, 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 he's my son. He asked uh, his best friend. And the doctor, no, 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 he's not supposed to wake up. And it much, shouldn't make much sense. Much less to- Yeah, to make sense. Right? And then like, <laughs> it's, yeah. And then everybody go home, right? And still, like I stayed 30 days in coma, bro. Right. 30 days. So after that, my mom is still like, my son is not going to die. Mm. And my father and everybody else is in the hospital seeing that I'm already dead, right? right like right. every day, like this this size needle, the doctor would start in my lungs to take the water off. Wow, that's a big needle. People yeah, can't yeah, see that, yeah. but that's like 12 inches. Yeah, like a foot. And because they need to come from your spine here. Go from the side of all your ribs. All the way inside the lungs. All the way up into your lungs. And push the, the water outside. Pull the liquid out yeah. every single day. For every day. Because it would just fill up with every liquid. Every day. Every day. But the time I'm totally out, right? So I don't know about it. Just have medicine and this all the time. And my father seeing that, he would come back home. But instead of going to my house with my mom, he would go first to my grandma's house, cry because he saw the situation. I was right. just like bones and skin. So he would cry with my grandmother and then he would come. So he doesn't affect my mom. Your mom's faith. He had that much respect for your mom, had, even though he was kind of losing his own faith. He would not affect her faith. Right, right. That, that's the kind of parents I have, man. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? And then even the church preachers, in some point, they came to my house and talked to my mom like, Nina, we know you have faith, but be careful because if something happened, you will be... Destroyed. Yeah, and, and then you maybe will think God... Is not fair. It's, it's, uh, and my mom say, you don't need to talk to me. I know what I heard. 
I know what God talked to me. My son will live. So people thought she's crazy. Yeah, the whole neighborhood was already like, oh, she's getting crazy. She's getting crazy because he's dead. Yeah, right. And then like after 30 days, I started to come back, bro. Rising from the dead. Yeah, I came back. I don't feel my legs. Is your name Jesus, not no, Yoga? No, no, it's not. It's not. And I don't feel my legs because 30 days you don't move your legs, right? And I also have thrombosis. Okay. Because of the blood stuff. No blood, not so enough blood in my legs. Like so my legs are just like, away. Yeah. And my left leg was the most affected one. So my left leg was like basically dead. And the doctors say, oh, we need to cut this leg out. Amputate. Because, yeah, because otherwise it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to go to the heart. And, and then no need for a leg. Oh, the leg is recovering. So maybe just the feet. Okay. They want to cut me somewhere, bro. They want. <laughs> they want. They, they want to. Yeah. They, they to, keep to uh, jack giving Reaper recommendations. They want to jack Reaper on me somehow. <laughs> we gotta cut something. We gotta. We cut gotta something. have a like a, at a least a whole leg. Souvenir. We need a, a souvenir, souvenir from this guy. But it just gets getting smaller and smaller. Yeah, and then on my feet, no, no need. It's good. Or maybe the fingers. No, the finger don't need more. And then I have this black skin in my feet that like dead skin. Right. Necrosis. Yeah, necrosis in yeah, my feet. Yeah. And they say, oh, maybe we need to do a surgery to take this off. Okay. Right? And then- Give us some skin at least. Yeah. And then, bro, I have this nurse that she was really, really nice and careful. And every single day she would come with some kind of oil and pass on my feet. Okay. Every single day. She would take care of that skin. Every single day. That dead skin. And the skin just fell off by itself, bro. Basically like a scab. Just like- psh- and by that time, no walking and still with some water in the lungs, okay. right? Not much anymore because already recovering, but still cannot drink water, not eat normally. And I was like, uh, man, I eat like before I was a kid that eat like, a lot. like I never saw food in my life. Right. Every time. My mom used it to go just to some really specific friends because they already know me. So they would not be like chocolate because right. I really eat, man. <laughs> yeah. So imagine I was in the hospital and just can't eat the hospital food like it was like uh. it's like torture. water is just like a little cotton cotton ball they, they put the cotton in the water and just and just dab your lips yeah just that's all that's you can't all. even drink anything they're just wetting your lips just just because already you have water in your lungs yeah Dude. bro and and shots every day and checking the blood sugar every time and like it was like so in the end they weren't able to take a souvenir from you no and they weren't able to find an answer how i came back also, they don't know. They don't know. They can't explain they it. They cannot tell what happened because they give me like, he's dead. And I just come back. Yeah. Last time you showed me the scars. Yeah. Yeah. The, my feet your own is still souvenir. here. My, you you yeah, got to I keep have, your souvenirs. Yeah, because God say, yeah, you remember this. Okay. Remember. So, so what's remaining? Can you explain? My feet, my left feet have a, because of the skin that fell down, I have new skin but Basically it's, it's, a scar. It, yeah, it's like a different color skins, like a baby style feet, but in a very ugly feet. And also <laughs> the back of my feet like have a little meatball, like like a meatball. Yeah, for meatball. Yeah, nice. it's like that. But it's that. I don't right. feel. I don't feel anything. I know I can, you showed me last yeah, time. I you were like, you could stab it. Nothing happens. So if you get in a fight, that's your weapon. Yeah, just shoot me there. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot me right Shoot there me in my there. feet. I will right not through my thirty-seven thousand yeah. dollar. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! No, no, no. The stupid stuff. Uh, don't. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't, don't shoot those. Don't, don't shoot, shoot the those. Dior. Not Just... that one. Not that one. Uh, let me take it off. You should now. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, yeah, man. brother, that's crazy, man. That's God. That's God, man. That's God. And then, so, yeah, oh, everything so happening in my life is, is God. Saxophone, God, my mom, my father, yeah. Oh, what yeah. a crazy story, man. Yeah, bro, and, and yeah. Okay. And here I am. Exactly. So <laughs> here you are in Taiwan. Taiwan. So that's a whole nother chapter, a whole nother chapter of this crazy life of yours. Yes. How did you end up coming to Taiwan? What is that initial impetus? Yeah, so it's like this. Uh, the dream of being a musician that people know and listen was always there, right? And then after after I stopped working in office and start to work with music around, like I was around 22, I stopped with this office work and I said, no, I'm going to try. You're going to fulfill right? this Yeah, dream. I'm going to try. And then I started to play weddings and I started to play with samba bands in Brazil. But you can imagine how is life for a musician in Brazil? Right. It's not easy anywhere. But it's, Yeah, but in Brazil, it's just like you multiply that, man, for a lot. Exactly. It's, it's really, 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 really not, tough. Yeah, you just survive. You survive. But anyway, and then internet already bumping and YouTube, right? So I started to do my, my small videos on YouTube and people start to enjoy my videos on YouTube. And then I got invited to play with, with some Brazilian brands of saxophone and I was good at promoting. Okay. And people like the way I play and I could talk nicely to introduce the instruments and talk about the qualities and stuff. And when I play, people enjoy what they listen. So I kind of started to get a little bit of like people start to know me. Recognition. Recognition about what I do. Okay. Right? And then after I go to United States, also that's something that helped. And then I come back, I recorded my first CD with my mouthpiece sponsor, he helped me to produce the CD, right? Mm. And so after that, I was working with one brand of saxophone in Brazil. What happened, like Brazil being Brazil, I went to a concert that I had to do with this samba band really late in night, right? Okay. All these shows in Brazil is like late at night. Yeah. And well, I left my car with my instruments in hand and I'm walking to this venue and like three kids like, 17, 18 years old, something like that. Yeah, they kids. just They just came and put a gun in my... my In your side. Yeah. And back to the car, back to the car, you lose, you lose, back to the car. Oh. And then two of them sit in front and one in the back seat with the gun all the time here. No like, way. Like, let's go, let's go to the bank, let's go. And then they try to oh, go to the bank, but I'm poor. Like, <laughs> exactly. I, I don't have money in the bank, no. Right, right, right. Here's my car, you check. I don't have money, bro. Yeah, I don't take have it. Money. Take whatever you whatever, want. But. I don't have just like I, I'm gonna play after the show they will pay me but I don't have money right right and the guy's just like 30 minutes going around with me and really? the gun here and they like just terrorizing bro like they just keep pressuring you like you're gonna die oh it's kind of shit man yeah and then in the end they just left me the road in the middle of nothing and they just go with the car with all the instruments so it's just like the only thing I have to make my living taken that happened, right? And then I was like, police find my car like five days after, but I don't have instruments anymore. I just like borrowed from a friend of mine, one old saxophone, and I was playing with this old saxophone and this company I was working with, they just kind of didn't help. Like they didn't give me new saxophones. It's just like, right. oh, they are going to find this is a special saxophone. They will find easily. And they just left you. Yeah. And then I never get the saxophone from them. Right. Oh man. And then. This other company in Brazil who happens to be importing the saxophones from this brand here in Taiwan. Okay. P. Moria. Yes. They were the official importers in Brazil for this brand. 
Okay. So they saw the situation that I didn't have the saxophone anymore. So they called me because they really enjoyed the way I promote the saxophones on my Facebook, YouTube, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And I already have some kind of partnership with them for reads and stuff. Anyway, so they just come to me and say, Joe, would you be interested to work with us here in Brazil, promote this brand? Huh. There, nothing related to here. Okay, nothing related to Taiwan. No, he helped them there with the brand. So I got the saxophones. They give me the saxophones to promote. And immediately I started to post the videos on the weddings and record some videos. And it's like the first week, man, I posted playing like, can you feel the love tonight? Okay. In a wedding. Very simple video. Not really, not fancy. Not right. Just Disney. <laughs> yeah, just simple video playing. Can you feel the love tonight? Right. Posted on my Facebook. Next day, the company owner. Back in Taiwan. Back in Taiwan. The original manufacturers the of original this. The original manufacturer. He, he shared the video in the official page from the brand. And he okay. said, oh, our artist from Brazil playing our P. Moria Le Bravo model. Blah, blah, blah. Right, right, right. And I was like, but I'm not an artist because I'm just working with the company here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I messaged the Brazil and say, bro, he posted. And he said, I'm artist, but I'm not an artist. Right. right. I'm just working with you. And he said, no, 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 wait, let's see this. And then... The boss here started to talk to me directly, like, and send me the contract to be artist, right? It's not like a real contract. It's just like agreement. Like, oh, you want to perform and you right. use the, our name, you promote, but I say, well, beautiful, right? Oh, wow. So Laoban, right? Laoban yeah, from yeah. Taiwan. Directly. Directly started contacting And you. then immediately he started to talk to me like, oh, you need to maybe visit here. Oh, right. Okay. And then 2017, him and a Thailand artist, also saxophone player, Ko, Mr. Saxman. That's his name. Mr. He's, Saxman. Yeah, he's the top Thailand Thai, saxophone. Okay. Really good guy. Amazing person. Okay. So him and Alex together, owner of Pimoria, they together just say, okay, let's bring this kid. Huh. So Ko in Thailand, he invited me to perform in a smooth jazz festival right in the beach, man, in Krabi. In Krabi. Really? Brother, like... Oh. That was your first time to Asia. My first time... Uh, the only Outside place of I Brazil was after the United Orlando. States. Yeah, that was only United States, right? You go from Orlando to Krabi. Yeah, Krabi. And then after Krabi, I came to Taiwan to check the factory, right? And okay. they also managed for me to do a masterclass in Tainan and Kaohsiung. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, but another interesting thing, man, about God, right? And, and how God keep his promises. I remember when I was like 20 something, I was in one of these gatherings with the church friends. And there was this guy that he was giving some message that he felt God want to talk to some people, right? And he was inside the room and he started to say like this, some people here in this room, your limits, it's only your city. For some of you here, your limit will be a little more. You're going to... You're going to visit other states in Brazil. But someone here, your limit is over the oceans. Brother, I was like 20, right? Yeah, right. And you're hearing this. So when I go to United States, I thought already like, oh, cool. Yeah. Right? But it's not over the oceans, right? And then, man, there was me like in 2017 traveling to Krabi, man. You know what I mean? That's, it's just, God is good, bro. Like, that's how, how, can I not, how can I not say all the time? So then that's how it started. And I come to Taiwan the first time in 2017, just for four days, right? And after that, still keep working with the brand and the boss keep talking to me, Diogo, this style you play, man, this, you play this style. If you come here and you try to stay here, I think it's going to be good for you. Mm. You should try because he knows Brazil is not easy. Everybody knows. Right? Yeah, right. Right. And I was having an okay life in Brazil. We survive. 
Right. We don't leave. We survive. We work to pay the bills. Yeah, exactly. Right? So that was how I was living, right? So he kept talking to me and it, it just kept being more and more like, for me, like appealing to like, I should try. But it's like, you need to leave everything behind. Man. I know. It's right? all the way across the oceans yeah, yeah, in Asia. But, yes. Yeah, but my mom, again, she, she prepared me for this, for the world. So I was like, let's do it. Man. Let's go. And I came in 2019 to stay for five months on behalf of this company, right? They invited me, oh, you stay here in the office with us. We... We help you in the beginning. Yeah, in the end, just didn't work out super well with them. But while I was here, I really fell in love with the place and the safety and all the kindness of the people, right? right. And I was like, no, I need to stay here. I need to stay. So the moment I arrived, I already started to try to find a way. To stay here. To stay. Immediately. Right? Yeah. When I arrived, the boss said, oh, you need to get the work permit to stay in Taiwan because otherwise you cannot stay, right? And, oh, you should talk to Damiano. He's a friend of ours. He work here. He knows something. Maybe he can help you with the visa, right? So I go and I talk to Damiano and he gives me the information. He say, bro, nowadays you don't need to have contract with any company anymore. You can try. There is some kind of artist visa and then you can try this visa. So it's better. So you don't need to have any kind of entanglement with... Right. with Right. So he gave me this information and I go check it out. Right. And, and actually that was a new kind of visa, mm. right? Like two years. Newly launched. Yeah. Yeah. Newly yep. launched. Right. So I was like, hmm, okay. And to get this visa, like you need to show some achievements and you also need to prove experience of right. that, in the last career, 10 years. Like, next 10 years. Right? right. So I just like get all this paper and all these pictures and my CD and all the yeah. Everything, YouTube stuff, whatever. Yeah, whatever and you all can find. my YouTube, my YouTube channel. I, I don't know how many views anymore, but it was like two million views. Oh, nice. So okay, my videos, blah blah blah. So it's okay, right? Yeah. Put all that and send to them. They keep asking more paper and stuff like. And then in mid October 2019, they send me the letter and say, hey, "You have the work permit. You are approved." Yes. Just a couple months after. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then that's it, man. And then I got that document. I say, yeah, I want to die in this place. I will stay here forever if I can. I want right? to die in Taiwan. Mm. This mm. is my ticket. Yeah, but by that, I was just teaching, man. I have zero, zero gigs. Right. I know almost nobody. Everybody I know is just like basically those retired rich guys. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the, oh, that, the that's, sax. That's the saxophone community, community. Like, because they get bored, I think, after retiring and they want to do and something. they're rich and, and they and, yeah, buy a nice rich. saxophone. Super nice, better than mine and I'm yeah, a exactly. professional. <laughs> exactly, better than the Lao Yeah, man, no, seriously. I, I, it's like, whoa, that's sad. Those saxophones, I was like, Jesus, man, what the hell? <laughs> the guy just buy, started yesterday on saxophone. He already exactly. playing. He Selmer, just went to the store. Selmer Mark Six and it was like, like oh one saxophone yeah it's a wow yeah and, and you're teaching them yeah and i'm teaching and that really man for me taiwan really really gave me some really really important lessons like respect mm. because i see all these rich guys man they are rich they are bosses mm. they are bosses big bosses and they are there respecting me as a teacher with so much care to talk and mm. Oh, he said, can you, you know, teach me this? Like, and I was like, Jesus, man. Yeah. What a beautiful stuff, this man. This is culture. Yeah, this what is a beautiful stuff, man. Yeah. You know, and that's when, when the reality check is like, like why, why? Now I know why Brazil is, is totally. Right. 
you start to think back on your yeah, home country. Yeah, you just keep checking and say, man, that's everything is wrong, man. Everything is wrong. Oh man! So even these early days, basically just teaching, just hustling, teaching, man. but you I was loved already it. like, yeah, that's my place, man. I want to be here forever. You were safe. You didn't have yeah, to worry yeah, about yeah. getting held up by guns. No, or, man. You know? No, 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 no. It like, won't I happen can here. Walk with my saxophone. Like, you can put your saxophone down on a table. Yeah, and just go, go to the for restroom. a week, and uh, we'll be there. <laughs> exactly. Like October, I was super busy, man, and I forgot my saxophone in the parking lot of a gig in Neihu, and I live in Zhongha. Okay. I drove like 25 minutes. I was I was already here near Shanghai Shack. Okay. And then I, I just like felt. I feel a little light today. It's a little light. And then I stopped <laughs> in the traffic light. There's this guy playing guitar in the corner. And I was like, man, someday I maybe I will stop and play with these kids, right? Oh, you know, like, okay, I, okay. I will stop and just join. And then I was. It's like, wait, oh, how oh, can oh, I play oh, with? Oh, my saxophone. <laughs> That's funny, really. Yeah. And then I called the bass player because I knew the bass player would be there for a while because he was waiting for the I rent. Okay. Because he have a double bass, right? So he yeah, needs to get he a needs car to rent to a go. car. And that area didn't have many. So I know he would be still around. So okay. I called, bro, you there? And he said, oh, I left one minute. Oh. And I said, bro, can you come back, please? Because I, I forgot my saxophone in the parking lot. And he said, serious, bro? I said, yeah. And I, oh, wait, 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 I come back. Just there, man. It's just chilling there. It's just there, just there, just there. Exactly. Just there. It's Taiwan, man. Taiwan is... Yeah, Taiwan is just <laughs> wonderful. Oh man, yeah, you need to compose an album. Yeah, I to need Taiwan. to just just dedicate it to Taiwan. Yeah, yeah, I, I, for I, sure. I, I thought about that already. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> That'd be amazing, man. Oh man. Yeah. Okay, so when did you put it up a notch where you started to kind of get gigs and stuff? Because I see on Facebook, right, these guys I follow, like other musicians, and I see them playing all these gigs, but I don't know. Yeah, like how to, how get to get in into there. that, right? Yeah, yeah. And then I knew this guy by name and I talked to him by phone once, Musa. Okay. Musa is an Argentina. Now he's Taiwanese. He has the Yes, passport. he literally. Yeah, he's a Taiwanese person. He gave up his yeah. citizenship, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. I talked to him once in the phone back in end of 2021 after COVID like happened. And okay. a little after that, I get in touch with him again and he said, bro, I will be playing this like Wednesday night in some, some bar. venue. Okay. Yeah, some bar. Come, if you're free, just come. Let's talk. I want to talk to you, know a little bit about yourself. Bring your saxophone if you want, and we just jam a little bit. Right? Okay. And I go to this bar. It's just like really like a bar. A few people, like really few people. We sit like for 30 minutes talking, and I tell him a bit of my story, like how I get my visa, how I come back here, how music started. And then he was like, bro, I like it. I like it. I like your story. Yeah, I like your story and I like the way you think. Let's play. And then I play one song with him, Besame Mucho, blah, blah, blah. Oh, Besame Mucho. Yeah, we nice. just played together and he was, yeah. I like, man. And then after that, he finished the gig and he come to me and say, bro, I like your story. I really like your story. I like you and as a Latino yeah. here in Taiwan. Because, you know, we Latino, we suffer a lot because most of Latino people, they have hard life, but they also don't really have like good behavior in the jobs. Especially mm. musician. And the way you think, I really appreciate. I really appreciate. So, yeah, I like you, bro. Mm. And then that's it. And next week, one of these companies he worked with, okay, he introduced me to this company and said, oh, this guy is available if you need, just call him. right? And then this company called me to do one gig. And by the time it happened, it was, it's one of the biggest events, gigs, corporate or social events company. In time, okay. Right? Right? So and they, they set called, up events for all these corporations and yeah, companies. Yeah, and, and all big names like LV, oh, Bugatti, okay, okay. Ferrari, 
Okay, so all they these... play for these guys, man. Right. And then they invited me to play in weddings also. It's like all high class stuff, right? And they invited me for one gig, right? And then I go to this first gig and they like it. Uh. They like it. And they keep calling, keep calling. And Musa also playing there and we playing together and keep calling. And that's it. That's how it started. And then oh, the man. calls just, and then you play with different musicians. They like you, like the style. They talk about you to other companies. And nowadays, like, I have like five or six companies that keep calling me to get jobs, like, right and stuff. Yeah, man. God is good. <sighs> and music is everything. I, one thing I say, like, music don't lie, man. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you, music don't lie. Doesn't matter what, how you play, man. If it's not on, like, the feel. Exactly. You if are you putting in that is not honest. People will know, even they don't know nothing about music. And I think that's something that helps me because I really love man. Every gig I go, I'm happy, and people are like, "How can you be happy all the time?" And say, "Bro, bro, you don't I even just, understand. You don't have no <laughs> yeah, I, right? Like you got to understand this whole story to understand. Right? I am happy. Right. I'm I cannot, thankful. I'm grateful. I cannot not be happy. Exactly. Right. 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 There's no way I will be not happy. I mean, it's the same thing as that childhood story at Disney World, right? Exactly, man. Come it's on. It's like, why Come is on. he crying? But it's, why? man, I'm I crying. Know. I know. I, I feel know. it. You may not understand, but I know. You may even feel bad about it, but I know. And I know why I'm grateful. And people will feel. People will feel. Exactly. I, I used to say like Taiwanese people, because I think Western people, they usually look to Asian people in general, especially when they come from this first class countries like europe or america they look to asian people and they just like imagine like oh let's get this money <laughs> i don't know that's something i feel that's May- definitely yeah, maybe not that's true but that's something that that's, some people, that's something for sure. I see people right and taiwanese people will always be polite bro but they are far from being stupid they see everything they feel everything they know everything and if it's true they will know if it's not they will know as well you know? So that's it. It's a very simple philosophy it's for you. It's very simple. So I'm, just I'm always happy. I respect. Another thing is I respect the place I am. I love Taiwan as my home, but it's not. I'm a foreigner. I'm living here. So it's not my house. I cannot act like it's my house. I cannot just put my feet on the table. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I need to respect. So I'm here. I need to understand the culture. I need to understand what kind of music people here like. And I need to Give them respect. You mentioned that you learn Taiwanese music. You play Taiwanese music. A lot. You love Taiwanese music. Some old stuff, bro. (laughs) Some old stuff. Serious. And then I start to play and people like, how the hell you know this, bro? I know. Who's this dude playing this? Yeah. I mean, like I can play the intros. I can play. I can play this stuff, bro. And people just like, they see this. And they understand that it's respect. It's respect. I care about, man. Yeah, I care. Exactly. And, and also I need to thank God because of my classes in the beginning. Because oh. I teach old men. And they like old songs. And you learn from them as and well. And I, I learn to teach them. Yeah, I exactly. learn all these old songs to teach them to play the way I play. Right. So when I play these old songs, it's different because it's my style interpreting these interpreting classic these Taiwanese songs. Interpreting this beautiful song. And right. I gotta say, man, it's because the arrangements are all old, but the songs are beautiful, man. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. The first time I, I don't know if it's Taiwanese or Chinese, or, but I play smoother than like Sobo Era, right? Okay. Da, 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 da. Right? First time I listened to this song, I was like, man, this 
Beautiful, bro. So then I got back to my friend in Brazil, keyboard player. I told him, bro, can you do arrangement for this song? Like, okay. Today arrangement. Right, right, right. And a modern arrangement. A beautiful arrangement, man. Of this And classic. I played this one, this one song, and this one song put me in the map, like, for the teaching. Oh, Because this the is the world. song that everybody say, like, when they see me, they will come with the YouTube videos. Is this one? I want to learn this. this. Yeah. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Can yeah. you teach me this? Every, everybody want to learn that song. Oh, that's amazing. And that version. And that version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That song. So I wrote down, I transcribed everything I played in that song. Right, right, yeah. right, right, right. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, man. It's just, and, and I really love it. It's not like, oh, let me learn because I need to learn to make money. No, I like, man. Yeah, you appreciate it. Yeah, and nowadays, even like I try to learn the pinging to sing, then like, so I'm in the gigs. Again, like my mom said, if you can do more, do. It's not just what you paid to do. Yeah, so exactly. I'm paid to play saxophone in the gig, but I'm not a saxophone player only. I'm being paid to be an entertainer. So I need to entertain. So you need it's to not understand just sit the there and play the stuff, man. I need to dance. I need to make them feel like they need to participate of the show with us. Right, right. So nowadays I have a microphone for me as well. And I help the singers. I do some backing vocals first, mostly for the English songs. But now I'm... You're expanding your repertoire. Why not? I just go and why not? It's not going to hurt me. It just makes you grow, actually. Yes. So I'm helping now trying to sing. Even the Chinese songs I try to do backing vocal. It's oh, funny. Oh, amazing. It's funny, but it's like... It's, it's, All right, here we go. Yeah, Ready? let's go, man. <laughs> let's go. Uh, <laughs> no, I can. Some of them I can try. So if I have the PE, oh, it's going to be fine. Yeah. Okay, that'll be our next episode. We'll yeah, do it yeah, all in. Next, like, you'll, just, a, you'll just bust ping. out in Chinese. <laughs> or Taiwanese. Yeah, but I can, man. Now, for example, now like I will have a gig with Kayolun. Yes. Right? Yeah. And, and Alan Kuo. Yeah, right? Alan Kuo. Yeah. And I'm doing backing vocal for him, man. Besides playing the saxophone, oh, I'm doing really? backing vocal and have his songs, you know. And his father's song is very popular. I mean, man. his father is a legend, right? Yeah, his father is a big, stunt. Man. He's like stunt the man, greatest like, stuntman yeah. in all of Asia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, a yeah. superstar. Yeah, so it's like, that's also something that happened like by just being me. <laughs> like, I, I just, know, these opportunities. I met are... him with Jay Chow. Right? Oh, okay. Because he's the guest artist for the whole tour, right? So he I also performed in the Carnival tour. Okay, so perfect segue Let's into go. Jay Cho. Let's go. The king of Mando Pop. Like, what the f- Where are yes, you right now? That's Diogo. That's, Diogo from the hood, from Sao Paulo. From Sao Paulo to the biggest states, to the O2 Arena. Dude. To these places, bro. Every every this single place I go into, I just so ridiculous. I just I just like blown. God is good. Yeah, man. Oh man. And so. and, and the, 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 this, is, <laughs> this is just the most random stuffs, man. That's that's why I say like it's an unbelievable story, man. Yeah, man. It's just but it's God. your it's your effort, man. It's I know you're I saying mean, that, yeah, but it's also your attitude, your effort, everything, it's just your the, passion. The, the, the passion, man. I exactly. just love, and people can feel. I think is that that it, man. Yeah, I mean, it's about connecting. Yeah. Because, yeah, Jay Chow, for example, man, that happened in the most random possible way. Exactly, as all of your, your yeah, whole all life, of basically. My whole life. <laughs> yeah, because, because, like, I was okay already doing a lot of gigs, right? Yeah. My, my normal gigs. Right, 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 right. just hustling. And it was really, really good, man. I, I, it's just like, yeah, I'm happy. I'm enjoying life right now. I'm happy, right? Yeah. So, but it's like, so, of course, it's like, I'm, I'm, I didn't have expectation. Like, I, I, when I arrived in Taiwan, Right, and I know Jay is the biggest star here in Asia, right? And every song that he released, I would cover because it's part of my job as a saxophone player. And if I want to get people to know me, I need to play what people listen, right? Yes, okay. And he's the king, 
right? Of yes, the pop music. He is the king. Of pop music in Asia. So I like, okay, let's uh, show how cool, right? One of his songs. Like yeah. When I arrived was one of the first release okay. after I arrived, right? I show how cool. And then after that, he released another song like for his wife oh, movie. Oh, okay. And then after that, Mojito, right? Yes, Mojito. Right? And then after, yeah. Some so Latin so it's just like, yeah. So I just keep recording all these songs that release, but just as a part of like, I need to promote myself playing things that people are listening, right? Okay. And even though like every time I record some cover of any artist, I will tag or... Sure, yeah. And of course, nothing's going to happen because right. these guys never will check exactly. anything, right? Right. But I did anyway. I think he still never saw. Exactly. I work with him, but he definitely <laughs> never saw that shit. Right. He wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't like watching that every day. Nope. No. Nope. He gets tagged all yeah, over the place. Yeah. 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 Like people go to market. Hey, Jay Chow. Right. Yeah, yeah. So right. 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 That's normal life for me because it's just like what I do. I just record the video. That's it. But I play with this keyboard player like 2019. Okay. It was one of the first, the very, very few gigs I have in Taiwan before starting working with gigs. Okay. So one random gig. I was like, like, oh, you're free. Maybe nobody else could. He called me. And then I go, and there is this keyboard, Joel. Nice keyboard player. American, this is J-Dub. America, J-Dub. Okay. American guy. Incredible player. Amazing producer, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know. It's the first time I'm seeing him. He's in the keyboard. I'm in the saxophone on the other side of the stage. And we played this gig, and the vibe was nice. Mm. We, we we vibed yep right never saw him again okay after that he messaged me like oh there's this gig in taidong you can you can do like blah, blah, blah. i said yeah, yeah yeah let's do it and then the gig canceled okay. so we didn't work and then until like 2021 i also never heard about him because he was really playing behind the scenes producing a lot of stuff for here and also for his states he's really stuff he played really with, high level with, he played with everybody Ame, Ame. uh wang li hong yeah everyone all the stars yeah Everyone, he's he's big deal. So I was at home, man, having dinner with my girlfriend, and just the phone, just like there's this girl messaging me, like Diogo, are you free? Like straight, straight, like Diogo, are you free on December, January, and March for a show with Jay Chow in Singapore, Malaysia, and Australia? <laughs> Wait, what? You're like, what exactly is exactly like this? I okay, was like, what the f what the f <laughs> <laughs> what is this prank? And it's like. Hi, hi. Who are you? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It's like Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm. Even if I'm not free, I will be free for this. But, but how? <laughs> yeah. I, oh no, no. I, sh I think you should get this gig because it's really good gig. I say, yeah, I uh, know. And it's like, yeah. And then so she this said, is just oh, a random girl, just like from nothing. Right. I, I know her now more closely. She's, of course. Yeah, because she works also a lot. And then like she she keep talking about the job, and I just answering. Oh, send me your Instagram or some video or something. Like I will send to the producer, and he will check. Okay. And of course, they have many options, right? He's Jay Chow. He can yeah. choose even everyone, yeah. anyone, and everyone. Yeah. And he's, he's the president to play for him. Exactly. Right? Like, yeah. So it's like, uh, yeah. And then and then I just like. So yeah, thank you. But how 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 you get my phone? Right. I mean, like, yeah. Who are you? <laughs> right. Yeah. And then she just like no, he's just like my friend Jay, J Dub. Oh. He gave me your phone. He said maybe you would be good for this job. Wow. He hooked you up. I played one time with him, man. Yeah. Exactly. You know. Yeah, and then she said this, and then I say, okay, give me my phone. And then just like, first thing I call Musa, right? Because okay. he was my closest musician friend. Right? Yeah. 
the Argentinian. And he's the one who opened the door for me to start to do events, right? right. So I just want to share with him, like, bro, I just got this mail, this I message, just got bro. This and crazy it's like, message. Yeah, and he was like super happy, and he like kind of emotional, like, bro, I really, I really feel touched. That you call me. Oh. To share this because yeah i see man we are like he really cares about this thing like we are latino we need to change people idea of what is a latino that's amazing especially with this argentina brazil uh rivalry yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so it's, it's just like we are it's brothers for real man yeah and and so he's really like really good friend of mine and he's super busy now we kind of don't play together too much anymore but it's the same man so yeah. i called him and he was really touched like i say bro don't say a word because I don't know what's going to happen. Right. They, they ask me, maybe, but I'm not going to say anything. Because exactly. you know, I don't want like, to jinx man, this. Yeah, I don't want to exterior Bring all this energies, negative energy. Ba- yeah, negative energy to my life. And I was like already happy with professional yeah, with your situation. situation. Yeah. But this is like... This is different level. This is like, man, this is like dream come true. And this doesn't happen for like 99.99% of the population. For sure. Not like you can look to someone, are you living your dream? It's not. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, that doesn't is, happen. This is above your dreams. Yeah, this just like doesn't really happen. <laughs> right. 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 Okay, I can. Even if I'm not, I will be free. <laughs> right, exactly. Come on. It's like <laughs> I will be available. I will be available for sure. If exactly. I don't die, I'm there. Exactly. Right? And then I just be waiting. Then I keep talking to the producer and the guy is super busy. Like they are preparing to come back again to the tour, right? Okay. Because it's after COVID. They stopped the tour because of COVID. Oh, so this is the first and tour after that's COVID. Actually, that's exactly why this opportunity came about. Came out. Because their saxophone player, he's a guy from Italy. And when COVID happens, nobody have any kind of work. So the guy, he's a university teacher, like psychology teacher, right? Uh. So the guy got the opportunity of COVID and come back to Italy. Okay. Right? Alessandro. And after COVID stopped a little bit and right. Jay Chow decided to, to come, back. come back to the tour, life was already kind of normal. So it's not like COVID stopped, they started. No, still have a time. So Alessandro was already set up in Italy again, teaching in the university. And this is something that seems that he really likes to do. So that's why the opportunity for these three concerts happen because Jay Chow, the company, didn't know for sure if the guy would be able to come. But these three shows was sure he was not going to be in time. Okay. So it was originally a temporary gig yeah, basically yeah, yeah. to totally sub out temporary, for temp- Alessandro's. Sub, sub, sub gig. Sub, sub gig. gig. Okay. Right. And I knew that. But still, for me, it's still like a dream. Even man. if you can get these yeah, 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 one For show. me, just one time, it's like dream. Yeah. Right? 100%. So I was totally fine with that. Super happy. Of course. Right. And then- Okay, we do the show. After this, one month, around one month, man, it took for me to, let's meet. We need to bring you to the tailor. Okay. To get your Start fitting your outfit. Let's do your, your blah, 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 blah. And then I was like, Oh, this is yeah, getting real. Man, that's going to happen, bro. I'm getting suits. Yeah, and it's still I like mouth shut. Right. I only shared after Jay Chow posted the video of the rehearsal. He posted the video of the rehearsal of the Mojito. And you have all the Taiwanese band. Everybody just playing their instruments. And then you having the corner, like the Brazilian guy, like this crazy Brazilian totally dude, like samba, mojito. Having the time of his life <laughs> there dancing like, woohoo. Can't stop moving. So you're that just dancing cannot, in the yeah, back. Yeah, just like in the rehearsal, I'm just already like, happy dancing. Man, Grooving. Playing. And then I post like, yeah, it's easy to see who is the Latin guy there, right? And then that's, that's, <laughs> it. that's it. And then that's why, like, okay, I'm playing with him. That was the announcement. 
Yeah, man. And no. still, I still now, I just like every time I go to the airport to get a plane to get to go on these tours, it's just it's just like, man, yeah, that's I'm living the dream, man. Like, when in my life in Brazil, I would ever imagine be able to go to Paris, bro. Yeah, seriously. To play in the O2 Arena, bro. Like, every single star in the world oh, playing man. in that place. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Yeah, and I was there, man, and I just, with my saxophone there, like, every time I just look around and it's like, yeah, God is good, man. God is good. So what was the first gig? Was Singapore. that Singapore? Two shows. Two shows in Singapore. 60,000 people. Each show, 60,000 sold out around in that. Singapore. This yes. is a carnival. Carnival world tour. Right. And then we go to Malaysia, also like 40,000 something. These numbers are so ridiculous. It's crazy. And then after that, we go to Sydney. Also, like the whole giant stadiums, like Olympic Stadium, packed. Packed. <laughs> and then we go to Hong Kong, seven shows. Seven shows in All Hong Kong. packed. Seven shows. How long All were you there? Packed. Almost two weeks. Okay. Two weeks, seven shows. Every packed. show is packed. Packed. Sold and, and out. People, no, no, no. Not just the show. The show packed outside the show because it's the harbor area there right oh i see hacked they have like screens up there so no, people no, no, can no, watch but just listen right just be outside yeah and then you go you look from the stage you can see the harbor the water right yeah and all those boats people with private boats watching the show oh from the, from the i see from people were renting the, the boats the like boats. oh i sell tickets you can watch from the boat because you can see the screen right from the that's how crazy stuff that's how crazy it is man that's so ridiculous. That's that's insane. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, then and then Australia. Uh, no, but Hong Kong is already the the post Australia stuff, right? Because okay. I was supposed to play only until Australia, right? Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And then I just don't know what's going to happen, right? And then in May last year, I already knew about the Hong Kong shows. Okay. But I I have no idea if I'm going or not. Right. Right. Because I don't know, the job is, is, is the guy's job, right? Yeah, exactly. I exactly. was just subbing. Yeah. Right? My sub work finished. But I'm still there in the group, right? And then he just decided not to come back. He's in a different stage of his life. He's happy. And he just say, thank you, everybody, for the good times. And I'm out. Yeah. And then I go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then so I'm the door there. knocked just, again. Yeah, the door opened, open basically. And I, I just and like you just stepped right in. Yeah, I just passed out inside. Exactly. <laughs> like what? You fell into the doorway yeah. and just oh man. Yeah, man. this and is crazy. Yeah. And just come back two weeks ago from Paris. I know. So what was this recent trip? It was just to Paris or it was like uh, a year? London trip? London and Paris. London and yeah. Paris. O two arena, two shows in O two arena. That's a crazy stadium. Paris? Too. Paris, the La Défense Arena. La Défense, okay. Bro, it's huge. That place is is ridiculous. Really? It's ridiculous. Like, I just look like... Is that the biggest stadium you've been I've in? Indoor stadium, yes, okay. because the Singapore and the Malaysia Stadium are big. Singapore, 60,000 people, man. Yeah, yeah exactly. What the hell? That's so what ridiculous. The but the, the La Défense Arena, it's... Enormous, enormous indoor stadium. indoor stadium. I was like, wow. Oh, man. Wow. And crazy people were insane with his show there, man. Crazy. That energy. Yeah, that that's, energy that's, must man, be insane. For me, like when, when the song boom, boom. Like, you can uh, just so. feel it. The sound system is like world class. Yeah, no, no. Everything is above, above and beyond. You know. For me, it's just like man. 
It's just a dream. Yeah, no, the first time I go, like the first show in Singapore, man, we go to Singapore. I was already happy, right? I was like star eyes, right? Star right. Eyes. And then we go to the stadium. We just get inside the stadium and seeing that huge stadium, right? I say, well, this is crazy, man. It's crazy. And then we go to the dressing room, blah, blah, blah. And then it's time to sound check, right? And then I go, man. And then I see that first time I see that stage. I was like, I, I just took a moment like, I just walk away, like back to the stage and go upstairs, like in the stage and just keep looking, looking like, and, and yeah, I just, just you start crying again. Yeah. I just record oh, a video man. for my parents and just lose it. <laughs> <laughs> just like, yeah. So many tears, man. On yeah, this trip. man, it's, it's all the time, you know, the same, like I was in London and then we are waiting for the Eurostar to go to Paris. Right. Mm. And, and in the London station, there was a piano there. Just their piano. Okay. Whatever, who, whoever wants to just play, right? Yeah. And we have three keyboard players in the band, right? And then we just keep play, 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 play. And they play a little bit, blah, blah, blah And they left, right? And I like piano. I don't know how to play. I really don't know. Okay. But I like. I really okay. like. And then I sit. My saxophone is in my back. And then I play a little bit. Bad piano playing. <laughs> but I just, just because we are waiting. Why not? And then the music director, he's the keyboard player, right? Yushin. He came and said, hey, you play sax. And they say, oh, you play piano. And then I said, okay, what do you want to play? He said, no, I don't know what you say. And I said, okay, let's play some Beatles. We are in London, right? Oh, nice. And I said, let's play Let It Be. Let It Be. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, man. And then, you know, I just play Let It Be. Let it, we play and then people record the video. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then did we, a little duet. Yeah. And then we finished the video and then I put my saxophone back. Then they shared the video to me. And then I was watching the video like, Man, I was playing back in my streets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and, and now I'm playing the street, here, but it's in London. Man. In London Station right here. You know? On your way to Paris. On my way to Paris, yeah. Yeah, you said when you were in Paris too. Yeah, I, I was in At Paris walking and then I, then I just, we just go visit the Louvre, man. And then I just like, man, it's just like too much. It's too much. And then I call my parents. I call. I video call them and say, hey. I'm you, here. You, you look. Look where I am. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for everything. Oh, and then both, and both of you guys are just, just crying just, the whole time. <laughs> just losing. And then one of the backing vocals there, he loves picture, right? Okay. And and he's really good. You never know when he's taking picture, but he's taking picture. And then he took one, two pictures, I think, of this moment. Oh. Because I, I just separate from everybody and okay. I make the call and I'm crying, right? And he, from far, he just... He got a shot. He captured that moment. Yeah. And he sent to me and I post and I say, yeah, now thanks, bro. Because now I will forever, forever have this... Be able to hold this memory. This memory. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's it's beautiful, bro. And I was like in Paris and then I'm, I'm having dinner in Paris and drinking wine and it's like man man yeah what else can you say but god, god is, is good. good god is good beyond In that situation it's so insane it's really unbelievable yeah and then and it's just like i have no other way to be man i just need to be happy right and share happiness and try to make people happy and be nice and be be happy yeah because if i think it would be the most disrespectful and, and ungrateful thing for me to God to complain. Mm, about anything. I cannot. I'm not allowed to complain because my life is just reason to be grateful forever. doesn't matter. Tomorrow I can lose my leg. 
my arm can just fall down, I still need to be grateful for everything I already lived until today. You know what I mean? Exactly, 100%. And yeah, I think maybe that's what I, I expect everybody listening to us today start to do, man. Be grateful. Right. And doesn't matter what's the situation, you have two choices. You can look at it in a bad way and in a good way. I will always choose the good way because goodness bring goodness. That's it, man. That's it. Oh, man. Yeah. And you will be going soon again on tour, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, this I year is going to be pretty packed. Yeah. February, February, I take month off for resting a little bit and okay. go, I go travel and I go meet my parents after four years, man. I know that I was yeah. about to get to that. Yeah, so after four years, I finally going to meet my parents again. And we were talking about this last time mm -hmm. I asked you, is this their first time out of Brazil? My parents. Yeah. That's also something for them, probably unreal. Yeah. Unreal for them. They are going to just realize when they get there. I mean, everything, right? Like, yeah, just everything. like, just like you, when you were trying to go through that, period like finding your visa getting the passport yeah, yeah. getting on the plane going to orlando going to the united states for the first time you're allowing your parents to basically experience yeah, the same me thing and my sister yeah yeah my sister basically she's coming with them also right okay so yeah it's gonna be really nice man after four years i think it's gonna be more crying <laughs> you think <laughs> yeah and then after that i come back and right away man i come back february 27 february 28 i board to sydney with jay chow again <laughs> back wow. to sydney again sydney again and then come back taiwan and then back to melbourne again for yeah. another show another show and then come back taiwan april japan Oh, Tokyo! Yeah, you haven't played Japan yet. Not yet. I go to Japan last year in February just for the oh, saxophone right. company. You we said go to visit there. That's yeah. a Japanese sax. Yeah, yeah, that's it. But it was a quick trip, like four days. Also, very busy recording videos and stuff. Right. Right. And this but time, this one's a real carnival. Yeah, the carnival. Stop. Yeah, carnival stop. Oh no way! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shari <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's amazing, man. Yeah. 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 It's just, I can tell I'm leaving the dream. For sure. I am, I mean, I am man. And I am. so many opportunities are coming. As you mentioned, you have a big party this weekend. Yeah, man. With a super big party with Alan Kuo. Alan Kuo also hooked up through Jay Chow's yeah, connections, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah. It's just like meeting people, man. Being nice, I think, yeah, is the best way to achieve stuff. Of course, you need to work hard, always. But being nice. Yeah, and that, that show this weekend, you'll be playing with my good friend Ben as well, Ben yeah, Holt. Yeah, yeah, Ben. Yeah, Ben is the one who introduced us. Exactly. Shout out to Ben. Shout out to Ben. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big Benjamin Holt as well. Amazing, amazing player. Yeah. Nice yeah. guy. Nice nice dude. I know. <laughs> he was telling me about that gig and how insane that, that venue Super was here nice. in Taiwan. Yeah. And TICC. Yeah. yeah. Oh, beautiful place, man. Super cool. And we had so much fun, man. Oh. Yeah. You know, like... Sometimes you have some gigs that feel stressful and tense a little bit. Or right. You don't feel too much connected between the musicians. But this one, man, was like... It was like fire. Yeah, it was just like enjoying every single moment. From the rehearsal to the show, man, was so cool. It looks like there's good things coming yeah, in the future yeah. with Alan, that as well. Alan is really happy, man. He really happy. We got the videos. He called me like, bro, thanks, man. Thanks for putting the band together. Yeah, right. You were in charge of putting yeah, together he, that he band. Yeah, he asked me to help with that. So I just called these guys, like all great guys, great musicians. 
Yeah, exactly. Man. Yeah. So this Sunday, one more time. One gonna, more time gonna and rock, then fly out. Gonna rock those Foxconn people. Exactly. <laughs> I know. Yeah. The, one of the largest companies in the world. Yeah, 30,000 people is expected, man. 30,000 people. people for a way, yeah, for a company year-end party. Yes. This is a very Taiwanese thing. That's you know. so crazy, right? They rent the exhibition center, Nangang Exhibition Nangang Center. Nangang Exhibition Center for their for the year-end year end party. party with many artists. I don't know who else will be there, but I have more people. Right. Yeah. And you're just going to kill them. We are, going, we are in there going to fire slay, that place, man. Slay the Foxconn. Just call the firemen. Give them what they paid for and more. <laughs> and more. Right? That's always, the whole point. Always, is always. Make them remember. Exactly. Exactly. Make them remember, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the whole point. As musicians, we are like pieces on a chessboard and we can be replaced mm. all the time. So the way to not be replaced is making yourself useful. Yeah. It's as simple as that, man. Exactly. And while you're there, you have to make every moment count, right? Yes. Remember me. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Remember me. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's why we get the jobs. People will remember you for what you did and for especially what you make them feel. That's the most important thing. Yeah, man. And the crazy thing is the people who are appreciating all that music, they have no idea, right? But now they can hear this story. And yeah, now they know. Appreciate a whole nother yeah, level I hope as so. well. I hope so. A I hope, whole nother level. I hope some of the bad energy, they also can stop a little bit and say, wait, 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 wait. calm down. Right. Okay. Exactly. Because okay. we need peace in the world, right? Yeah, man. There's no reason. Again. No like, reason like, for like, bad vibes. Why, why, why do you choose the bad? Why do you choose a bad vibe? Man? First of all, you already... You are in a country that is safe, comfortable. Everybody is like, is honest and try to be kind. Of course, I know it exists the competition and people see as competition, but there's no competition in music. And believe me, I mean, especially for musicians, man, you guys listening to this, stop thinking in music is a competition. It's all wrong. Music is the most personal thing you can have. So it's just like, there's no competition. You are not better than me. I'm not better than you. Nobody's better than nobody. Music is very personal. It's just a continuation of yourself. So if you're thinking of music of competition, are you trying to be better than other person? You are just messing up. Don't, don't, don't. It's just like, focus on communicating with people. Stop, stop. There's no reason. No reason to be bad vibe. If you are a musician, you should be already super happy that you are able to do what you love. People go to office five days a week, eight hours a day. They're unhappy doing things that they don't like. We do what we love, man. There's no reason to be bothering ourselves with some stupid stuff. No reason. No reason. No reason. Just be grateful, man. Just be, be grateful. grateful. Just, just appreciate what you have always. And more will come. Man, and you're leading by example. I hope so. I mean, I had examples and I still have like my mom, my father. I have good friends here in Taipei, actually. Mm -hmm. Like I met people that they had everything to be jerks and they are the kindest people in the world. You know, mm -hmm. like super rich guys that should be like, and then they are kind, nice, and they want to be everybody around them well, you know. It's going to be an amazing journey because you're yeah, going to die here. Yeah, I will. That I will. is your dream. I, I, I hope like, that is your hope. I, I hope like any other Taiwanese by the age of 120. <laughs> <laughs> with healthcare. Yeah, with, with healthcare. good healthcare. Good healthcare. Last till 120. 
yes. blowing on that yeah, saxophone. That's, that's the least I expect. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Happiest wherever you are in Every, a huge stadium or, or in on the streets. Street, I will be the same, player, the same player. Same You're going to still be doing it, man. You will see, man, the same. Today I play with Jay like, oh, Jay It's the same, man. Right, exactly. For me, it's exactly the same. Because music is the focus. Where you play is nice, it's good for the story, it's good for like your resume. Yeah, but if you let that go up in your head, you just messed up. You totally lose the point. You put yourself first in the music, you lost. You lost. Because music is for us, but it's mainly to communicate. If you have music for yourself, but you don't communicate with nobody, you don't have music. Music is a language. Yes, 100%, man. It's a language. You don't communicate, you don't know music. Doesn't matter how good you are. You know, you see how, how crazy is that, right? 100%. Yeah. And that's why I really appreciate it because that's what we're doing here is creating, connecting, communicating, right? Through these languages. Yeah, man. Whether it's English, whether it's music, whether it's culture, you know, it's just about understanding these things. I really things. appreciate, really appreciate the invitation, man. Ah, uh, 100%. Really happy to be here. 100%, man. Really, really appreciate it. I am really looking forward to your Taiwan album. Yeah, yeah. I need to. When I that need comes to start- out. I will tell you. We will come here and we will we will sing Taiwanese. Yes. We will, <laughs> we will uh, take it over. Yeah. I love it. I really appreciate it. I know you're so busy and you know, we even had a little difficulty trying to make this happen. But oh, yeah, I mean, no. but that's what happens, right? Yeah, yeah. It was supposed to be two days ago, but exactly. it's like from nothing. Like, hey Jogo, can you do this gig? Like, but it's all good, man. It's all good. I appreciate it, man. And sorry about that. Yeah, no, 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 man. If there's a will, there's a way. Thank you so much for digging so deep and sharing those stories. My pleasure, man. I think My they're pleasure. I mean incredibly inspirational, right? Not only to Taiwanese, but maybe even hopefully to other Brazilians, right? I hope like, so, man. I hope so. Growing up in that similar situation and understanding that anything is possible. Yeah, I think somehow people already like in Brazil, people who use it to follow me there, they see everything here. They just... Dude, it's an incredible story, man. It's an incredible story. Mind-blowing. So, yeah, you're doing it. You're doing it well, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. Thank you. Yes. We thank everyone for listening in as well. Thanks, everyone. Diogo will be around. Follow him. Follow him wherever he is. It's, yes. He's not hard to miss, man. He's with the, he's with the king. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Follow me there. But yeah. even follow if he's us. not, yeah, follow us. He's there and he's here. So And he'll be back again when he's ready to promote that album. So I hope as soon as possible. Yeah. Exactly. I hope so too, brother. All right. In the meanwhile, you take it easy. Say hi to your parents for me. I will. I yeah. Will. Enjoy those <laughs> cries as well. Yeah. So. Wish, oh, Jesus Christ. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, beautiful. All right. So everyone, thank you very much. Have a wonderful, smooth, jazzy day and the rest of the month and the rest of your life as well. And remember, God is good. All right. Always. There it is. Peace, everyone. Damn. Nice, man. That was beautiful, man. Thanks, thanks. Really, really, really.